that have never been delivered. Sean Berry is from the Campaign for Better Transport. We think this is a very short-termist, very counterproductive policy in the end. We've known for more than 60 years that when you build new roads, when you widen roads, you create new traffic and they just fill up again. It would be much, much better if we focused on reducing traffic over long distances and put money in towns and cities into walking and cycling and public transport. Parents are spending less on themselves to give their children a better Christmas, according to the children's charity Bernardo's. The poll suggests 83% of struggling parents will sacrifice food, winter clothing or other personal expenses. Ewan Duncan reports. Parents in households earning up to £25,000 a year say rising bills, housing costs and Christmas expenditure are limiting their options, along with falling wages, benefit cuts and job losses. The survey reveals parents are determined to shield their children from festive hardship. Bernardo's is calling on the government to restore the link between benefits and inflation to help low-income families. Lionel Richie is the first big name to be announced for next year's Glastonbury Festival. The 65-year-old has never played there before and will take the same Sunday afternoon slot Dolly Parton successfully filled this year. Neil McCormick is chief music critic at the Daily Telegraph. When a classic act is playing, the one thing that you don't want to hear is, here's one for my new album. It's not about that. Everybody comes out and sings along and it becomes almost the biggest event. In sport, Tottenham beat Everton 2-1 at White Hart Lane, while a 10-man Manchester City beat Southampton 3-0 to move six points behind Chelsea at the top of the Premiership table. The weather will be grey and overcast with the occasional rain or drizzle today. Top temperatures just 7 degrees Celsius, that's 45 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. Hang on, no, don't, don't panic, Mr. Manor. It turns out if you have that, BBC oh, Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts, and bucks. Well, yeah, well we got master computer in it. Don't, worry. Oh, don't, don't panic, don't panic, don't, don't panic. Oh, hey. Are you alright, mate? Yeah, I'm fine. Abs- what seems to be the problem? The computer is a load of old bums. And uh, log in again now. My password for this computer, guess what it is? Uh, bums. It's password. Oh. Would you like us to sing the jingle? Nope. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Well, I think it's the place that has everything. Telling everyone about where you live. I love it. I don't think I'll probably ever move away. All this week, we're discovering Bedford. I love the history of Bedford. I've got a lot of old history books of Bedford. We love it here. We love it. We love the river. We just love everything about it. Yeah, there is a sense of community here. It's very, very good. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Guys, can we just not be quite so flippant about rivers, please? Morning, folks. All together now. <laughs> we wish you a reggae Christmas. We wish you a reggae Christmas. We wish you a reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year. This computer really is, doesn't want to play with me today. Hang on. Shall I set the other studio? No, no, we're not going in the other studio. Hang on, hang on a minute. You've got a record? No, 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 no. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. We can do this. It's really, uh... Let's try again. Sneaky, sneaky. You see? This is what happens when your entire radio station output is based on a Commodore 64. You think I'm joking. 
Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. My ho-ho-hos are next door. I was just thinking... What? What? No? Is it Christmassy? I was just trying it as an idea. Ke- Kelly looks pleased to be recognised. I-, I am. Catherine, you look upset. What, don't, what are you, a feminist or something? Damn straight I am. Well, well, what do I call you then? Not my ho-ho-hos. You call me the boss. Lots coming up on the show today, I've been told. Let's find out. Homelessness. Selflessness. Carelessness. Nessnessness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if you want to take part, why wouldn't you? Give us a call. Computer. There we go. Okay. Fun times. Fun times. Um, Right. This is what we're going to do. Is we're going to play this song. Are we not? Oh, dear. I've got an idea. What's your idea? Um, You two can do the two-way. No. And I'll reboot your computer. No, 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 no. no, This is why you're not the producer. What you need to do is put a CD in. Sorry? I said that about ten minutes ago. No, you... I didn't say that. Or a CD. You didn't say that, mate. It's recorded. It's radio. I've got it. Dig it out, then. Well, that clip, how are you going to play it? You can't, your equipment's mm. All right, let me just try and log in one more time. Now, does anyone remember what my password is? Password. Yeah, password. OK, thank you. And we mm-hmm. are in. Are we? Hang on a minute, mate. It's just stop being... It's because it's the 1st of December. This, this is the millennium bug <laughs> happening live. Right, here we go. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. All this for Fontella Bass. Can I tell you something? Yeah. When your radio man doesn't work, your cartwheel still does. So if ah. you have that open and drag things on there.
15 seconds of song left. And short introduction to peace. I mean, literally, it's two lines. So if anybody needs to be in this studio, probably best you do it now. Now, what do you get if you suggest putting up 17 homeless people in an empty care home in St Albans? 150 furious locals, that's what. Well, Catherine Boyle joins me. Now, what are the residents' concerns, Catherine? Well, first of all, they're very quick to say that this is not a campaign about hating the homeless and they have genuine concerns about the safety of vulnerable people already living in and around Church Crescent because of the people being put into this old care home and the fact that they will only be there temporarily. Now, the residents say that there is both a nursery and a childcare facility on the road as well as a mental health unit and there are plenty of elderly people in the area. And they're concerned that the fact that people will be coming and going from this homeless uh, facility will uh, may pose a risk. They also have a problem with the nature and size of the proposal, which is to turn the facility into an HMO, or a house of multiple occupancy. They say turning this Victorian building into a home for 17 rather than the original 10 people will not be appropriate and there won't be enough bathrooms considering men will be living alongside women. Um, According to Nigel Provoas, who is a lawyer who's been speaking on behalf of the residents at a public meeting uh, last month, some tenants and freehold owners were actually considering moving out because of the prospect of these plans. Um, And speaking Speaking of moving, I should point out that Church Crescent is a fairly central and affluent area of St Albans, and according to the property website, oh. right move addresses there have gone for about half a million in the last year. Well, is, is the implication there then that, that some people might be worried that the, their prices in property might drop? It's worth bearing in mind. I mean, you can put it to uh, one of the residents later on when we speak to them. That okay. you know, that's probably a factor. Who will be using this temporary accommodation? Do we know? Well, the organisation behind the plans is called Hightown Praetorian and Churches Housing Association, and they want to provide a sixteen single rooms and one double room for homeless people um, who've made an application to the council. This isn't a walk-in type of shelter, it's not a shelter at all because they'll be there you know, more than one night. Yep. These are people who will have been referred to them by St Albans District Council and who will have been made involuntarily homeless for a variety of reasons. For example, they may have been evicted by a private landlord, they may be escaping an abusive home environment or coming from a care background to name just one of a few reasons. Uh, what have the council said? Well, at the last public meeting, Karen Dragovich, who is head of housing at the council said that the government states that temporary accommodation shouldn't be isolated from things like shops or public transport which is why a town and city centre site is often considered and um, she says that um they assess each individual case before placing someone into each home so they can make sure that the location is suitable. And the council say that high-risk cases will not be referred to this facility, which will be known as St Clair's. Um, there's a growing problem for the council with homelessness. And it's worth bearing in mind that since April 2012, the number of households requiring temporary accommodation has doubled. I mean, it's probably not surprising given the current uh, economic climate, but it's doubled from 59 to 118 in October this year. So the council say that this proposal is ultimately in response to a growing need. Meanwhile, Emma Crump from the Hightown Housing Association says that as a charitable housing association Hightown aims to meet the needs of local people in housing need who can't afford to rent or buy on the open market. So following discussions with St Albans City and District Council, a need for a short stay accommodation for single people and as we heard there, one couple has been identified, which is why they are pressing ahead with this proposal. Uh, I guess the simple question is would you want one in your street? 08459 455555 <laughs>
speed sensors and it's moving generally very well so far this morning. Checking in Roxon on the A1 Great North Road and those roadworks around the Black Cat Roundabout. Not causing any hold-ups at the moment but that is likely to get busy as we get into the morning rush hour. In Little Haddam on the A120 there's some temporary traffic lights in place at the junction for Albury Road that could cause some delays later on and having a look if you're heading into London the North Circular Road is queuing now looking at the CCTV cameras between Green Lanes at the Clockhouse Interchange and Bounds Green Road. Taking a look at the M25 anti-clockwise it's starting to build up already between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And on the trains there's no reports of any problems but the underground has the Metropolitan Line service suspended between Chelfont and Latimer and Chesham because of a signal failure at Chesham. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Samantha, <coughs> can I ask you a question? Yes? It's something I've always wanted to ask you and I've never felt comfortable doing it. Um, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say gonna it. You're going to ask it now? <laughs> I'm just going to ask it now. How long does it take uh, for an MOT I... I don't know. Oh, disappointing. I can find out. Could you find out for me? I need to put my car in for an MOT. And I'm looking at <laughs> slots online now. I just don't know how long an MOT... I mean, assuming everything's OK, I mean, you haven't got... Could you find out for us and maybe we'll talk more about half past? OK. Thank you so much, Samantha. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Thank you. I've just got to book it in for an MOT and I don't know how long an MOT... 
what is it an hour two hours four hours what are we looking at guys about an hour I reckon you reckon yeah well I've got to book it in for an MOT and I just Kels you could book it in for an MOT and then come back here for a bit you don't know where I'm booking it love well if you book it close exactly Sorry? The place where you're thinking of, they're not that quick. Oh, okay. Despite the suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Eddie. The place right next door. What about They'll it? They'll do, yeah. Wh- who is it? Uh, it's a nice fella. Could Dave, it, Jim. Would he be able to do it for me today? He probably would bend over backwards, he likes it. I don't want that. I just want an MOT. Sorry, guys. I, I, sorry. Uh, call, uh, Jamie's on the line. Morning, Jamie. Morning, sir. What what, what you got for us? Um, MOT's roughly about an hour. Re- are you sure? Yeah, depending on where you go. It, uh, mm, yeah, I, 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 yeah. C- could you do one for me? <laughs> no, sir. Thank you, sir. Silly, you've stripped me with the respect I deserved. All the news! Please, can you stop talking and let me do the news, Kath? Just trying to remember what that name, the fella's name is. What? Ne- does next it- door. Oh, can you, Kels? Yes. Could you pop down to the garage next door and ask if you can do an MOT this morning? No. She's oh, busy. She's not busy. Got to do the news. Stop it. Oh, we ain't, we ain't got time. See Three Counties Radio. That's your fault, and that's your fault. I'm sorry, mate. No, don't apologise to me. Apologise to the listeners and sorry. to Lionel Richie. Hello. Tomorrow night, revenge is in the air. It's a good goal, we just said he's dangerous. MK Dons travel to Sheffield United, hoping to avenge their defeat in the League Cup. It's Higdon, who's got the second goal for Sheffield United. We'll bring you the whole game in three-county sport. I understand there's an excitement around Milton Keynes, but I've never felt this around Milton Keynes before. Into the net! The Dons lead! Tomorrow night from seven, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, riverbanks are really slippery at the moment. We had a child fall in yesterday feeding ducks. Just remember that, guys. Just remember. Now, parents are spending less on themselves to give their children a better Christmas. That's according to, uh, well, uh, common sense and a survey by children's charity Bernardo's. The poll suggests that 83% of struggling parents say they'll sacrifice food, winter clothing or other personal expenses. We can speak now to Neera Sharma, Assistant Director of Strategy at Bernardo's. this, This isn't that particularly surprising, is it, Neera? Well, we know from the families that Bernardo's works with that they struggle um, year on year at Christmas to be able to give their children um, presents and, you know, um, a, a nice Christmas dinner. So we commissioned the UK, the YouGov survey to find out, you know, just how widespread this issue is for families across the UK. Parents will always make a big deal of Christmas, you, you know, because we want our kids to have a special time. Is there, is there a way to enjoy it without loads of stuff? Well, the families that we work with scrimp and save all year round, and they do their very best. And as you said, they go without things so that their children can have a Christmas. But it's, um, you know, having to make choices. So, you know, one of the mums we work with in Cambridge said that she wraps a blanket around her daughter and pretends she's Princess Elsa out of Frozen. Their house is so cold and their bills are so high. So she's joined a Christmas club and she's saving £2 um, each day. Um, in the over the Christmas period, so she can give her kids a present this year. It's not just the poorest families, though, is it? it, it it's people up to twenty five thousand who earn up to twenty five thousand pounds a year. 
That's right. It's low to middle income yeah. families are really feeling the squeeze. And the reason is that, you know, we've all experienced soaring utility bills, rents, um, and, you know, many families have seen a cut to their working and non-working benefits. So what's your advice to, to families then? There, Because it's easy to say, well, you know, just get them one present. And, uh, but but the, the, the kids, uh, the, the kids want stuff and they demand stuff and they feel left out, don't they? If, if, they, if they feel they're not having the same experience their friends are. That's right. And what we're, we're doing a lot of work um, lobbying um, for, family, for the families that we work with and poor families across the UK. And we're saying to government that, you know, they've seen a, a real... Um, real hardship and that the government has um, is increasing benefits by below inflation so we're saying that the government should make the link between benefits and inflation so that people you know don't struggle as much as they are we've seen utility bills go up by 4.5 percent and benefits capped at one percent so that's something the government could do straight away um, and the families we work with in Bernardo's, I think they're really doing everything that they possibly can. And Bernardo Services does help families out. And we've seen the demand for our food banks um, go up year on year. Um, and we give out Christmas parcels. We have hampers that we give out. And last year, um, one of our services in the east of England gave out 115 Christmas hampers, which d- were donated by local businesses. Neera, keep up the excellent work, and thank you for bringing this to our attention. Neera Sharma, uh, Assistant Director of Strategy at Bernardo's, 
slippery at the moment. We had a child fall in yesterday, feeding ducks. Uh, got out, OK, thanks to her mum's quick thinking. lower the tone like that i'm talking about mot's and you're talking about i don't want to know about your um insides or your outsides why i get really anxious when i have to do manly things right like booking uh, a mot and i um i really i i don't i don't i hate it is that why you're trying to get kelly to do it because she's so much more manly well could she not the thing is she's a nice fella next door Would would you come with me yeah how do we do this could I'll you say, well, my if, friend wants you to do an MOT. If film. you would come with me, then could you go on your own? No. Well, that's not the, that's the same I thing. I don't know what your registration is. I don't want to be made to look like a plum in front of those manly men. I'll write it down for you. What? So I'm going to look at a list. That's even worse. Kelly, would you go... If you go... Yeah. ...to ask for an MOT today... Yep. Full stop. Yeah. All right, brilliant. So do I take your car? No way. You don't, uh... touch, my, don't touch the polo. <laughs> Sorry? Guys, um, would you be... A- How am I going to get your car mot without the car? Just say, can my friend bring it down? That doesn't sound weird. <laughs> can I say dad? Then it seems like... Well, listen, because he won't... Why don't we just walk just around there? Tonight. We'll all walk around there as yeah. a posse. Yeah? Here's what you do. Yes, Catherine Boyle. You get in your car. Yeah. OK, you drive the 100 yards it is to the place and yeah. say, excuse me, any chance you'd have a look at this? What am I pointing to? Your car. The car. OK. And they'll say, yes, for that is our business. But he might say, well, I, I can't do it today. He really helped me out once. But he doesn't... I'm not a hot girl! No, he's a helpful I, man, though. I needed to break into my own car, and I said, do you have anything I can break into a car with? And, and he, he said, said this actually, is Luton, my friend. Yes. He said this. And then he gave me a... T- Did he jimmy your lock? I jimmied wow. it myself. Wow. I jimmied my window. So will you take me to see Jimmy? Yep. Fine. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to look quite busy on the M1 southbound around Junction 10 for the M1 Luton Airport Spur Road. And having a look at the M25, that is still looking uh, quite busy around Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. That's anti-clockwise. Elsewhere, it's moving well around the Black Cat roundabout on the A1 Great North Road where the roadworks are, although that could get very busy later on. And on the North Circular Road, that, if you're heading into London, is starting to queue now between the Clockhouse Interchange and the Bounds Green Road. On the trains, having a look at the tube, the Metropolitan Line is suspended between Chesham and Telford and Latimer. That's because of a signalling problem. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Half past six, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, people in St Albans are unhappy about plans to open new accommodation for the homeless. The District Council wants to provide rooms for 17 people at the former care home in Church Crescent. A £15 billion plan to improve the UK's road network is being confirmed by the government today. It includes improvements to a third of junctions on the M25. And parents are spending less on themselves to give their children a better Christmas, according to the children's charity Bernardo's. The polls 
suggests 83% of struggling parents will sacrifice food, winter clothing or other personal expenses. The weather will be grey and overcast with the occasional rain or drizzle. Top temperatures just 7 degrees Celsius. That's 45 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. In the Premier League, a 10-man Manchester City beat Southampton 3-0 to move six points behind Chelsea at the top of the table. Tottenham came from a goal down to beat Everton 2-1 at White Hart Lane. And Spurs striker Harry Kane says he's pleased with the win. I think this is important. I think we've got to start winning our home games. And obviously, uh, after the Europa League, we haven't done so well. And managed to get the win in front of the home fans, who were great. Don't stop seeing. So, yeah, very happy and hopefully we can uh, continue there were wins for the MK Dons, Luton, Wickham and a draw for Stevenage, but it's four defeats in a row for Watford after going down 1-0 to Cardiff in the Championship. Hornets boss Slavisa Djukanovic says fans expect better results. Watford supporters uh, before the me and going to be many years after the, the me. It's not a question about uh, one guy or another guy. And really it's time for... Uh, for apologise for our uh, our side because we are we are last game especially not in level what they expect of us. Ronnie O'Sullivan is through to the third round of the UK Snooker Championship at the York Barbican. The five-time world champion is playing in the tournament despite having a broken left foot. After beating Peter Lyons by six frames to three, he criticised the quality of the table and playing conditions. The cushions are just bouncing. I mean, they're just going on at, say, one mile an hour and coming off at three, you know, and during the match, I'm thinking, just try not use any cushions. And then I'm out there and I'm thinking... I'm in the second biggest tournament we play and I'm, I'm thinking of not using cushions and I've got my foot broken and I'm just thinking, oh, maybe this would be a good time to lose. But, you know, your instinct kicks in and you battle on and you try and do your best. And that's BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at seven o'clock. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Roger Rocker. Roger Rocker Roger Daltrey stunned. Start again. Daltrey sings for newlyweds. Yeah, that's it. This is a good story, Kells. You like this one? Daltrey sings for newlyweds. Something borrowed, something who? Something <laughs> borrowed, something who? Daltrey sings for newlyweds by David Wynn. Rocker Roger Daltrey stunned wedding guests by belting out the Who classic. I can't explain. <laughs> The star, 70, congratulated Carl and Susan Smith before joining their wedding band. I give it six weeks. He... Sorry? Stats. He was staying at the Mar Hall Hotel, Nick Glasgow, ahead of a gig. That means a concert. Footage of Saturday's performance, right, was put online. Susan, 27, wrote, thank you so much. And here is a recording of Roger Daltrey live singing I Can't Explain at That Wedding. It's not even the right song. Working with idiots. Who chose this song? You, mate. Yeah!
This one, Kelly. I love it. No, I've not done it yet. Oh. You'll like this one. For you, for oh, I thought you were talking about the song. No, you'd you you liked that one. You'll like this one. Okay. And man was exploding Lou horror. Oh. <laughs> How horrific! First. He was killed. Right. No, he wasn't. Stomach wounds. No. The man involved in the toilet wasn't injured. A passerby was. Oh dear. With stomach wounds. Oh. Do we continue? It was in Amsterdam. Amsterdam. So it's not English. I think I still care. No. A man. A man was injured. Oh, he was injured. I should think he was. I don't understand this story at all, actually. Well, let's hear it out loud, and we'll see if we can understand it together. <laughs> Go. Exploding Lou horror. A man was injured in a bizarre accident involving a pop-up toilet that oh. exploded out of the pavement. The toilet, designed for use at night 
to stop clubbers urinating in the streets, rose up unexpected... Oh, he wasn't going to the toilet. OK, all right, this is actually quite horrific. Sorry, but we, we're in now. We might as well go with it. The toilet rose up unexpectedly and hit a passing moped. The bike flew through the air into a bystander who was taken to hospital in Amsterdam with stomach wounds. That's actually really... That's actually awful. Crikey, That's a yeah. horrific story. What was story. the toilet doing down the ground? They come up. Like a rising bollard. Why don't they just stay up? Because they come up at night time. Why, though? So that night... It's designed for use at night to stop clubbers urinating in the streets. But what about the people who just want to urinate in the day in the street? Well, they can't do that. They go to a public toilet. Listen, this is basically not the... Why don't the, they go to a public toilet at night? This is not because you... Ne- that is the public toilet. You never go to a public toilet at night. Why isn't it always there? Right, OK, let's, this story really... Um, so many questions. Why does it have to come up from the ground as well? Like, why can't somebody bring it on? So many questions. Meow, funny. Hey, let me do one. You have got to be kidding me. Oh! Do you like that? Yeah. Uh, hang on, hang on. Say it again. Perfect. You have a cat to be kitting me. Oh, there's two in there? Yeah. What was it? Oh, that's good. Perfect. Per- perfect. Perfect. Good one, mate. Thank you, mate. Help me out. <laughs> Sorry? Nice. Help me out. Help you out of what? This panorama. Toilet. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, come on. Let me just pause for thought. Oh. <laughs> Scratch that. Scratch. Help, uh, Kelly, help me out. Good one. <laughs> you taking the puss? <laughs> Pal, it's the first line of the, of the thing. It's the first line of the thing. I'm just reading it. Get on with it, please. You taking the puss, Pal? Some of these cats look unimpressed. This is brilliant. Basically, it's pictures of cats and people have drawn eyes and put them in front of the cat. Oh, I've seen those. It works really well on radio. No, no it does because I'm like... Cat I'm, banter. I'm a good um, describer. I can, I, can make, I can make pictures into words. For picture paints a thousand words. You can barely make words into a sentence. <laughs> pwned. Well, pwned isn't even a word. So... You taking the pus, pal? I've got to be careful saying that because I'll get it wrong. It's all right. If you say in Scotland, it does sound very rude. Some of these cats look unimpressed as owners. Basically, cat is cats, and people have drawn eyes and they're holding them in front of them. I'm going to do it with um, my cat later on today. Do it. Cat's me crazy, a picture. man. Cat's crazy. I'm going to do it with my um, child. Cat montage started in Japan, and is spreading with barely a pause. Sorry, pause. The first owners... You, uh, da, 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 da. Funny uh, pictures. Funny pictures. Ouija boards are flying off the shelves. Not oh. in the supernatural sense, but oh. the commercial one. The, the device said to be a method of contacting the spirit world... <laughs> Who says that? ..or a way of frightening drunk teenagers. It's experiencing an unexpected renaissance. Google reports that the sales of the board are up Can 300% I... and it's threatening to become a Christmas Can must I just buy. say, it's not unexpected. There's a film out called Ouija. Yeah. So it's expected. Yeah. The culprit is Hollywood and a new horror film called... I've just called said this. Ouija. 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 Why is it called Ouija? Ouija. Why is it called that? Because it's we and ya. Ya! Both, both words for yes. for yes. This is yes. You're a dead man talking to me to the part of the board. We did one once. We're not with a proper Ouija board, but with um, a piece of paper that we'd scrawled drunkenly, scrawled yeah. um, an alphabet on, and yeah. strangely, we got quite a lot of action on it. Yeah, we um, we did it uh, in uh, Burnham Beaches in the woods with uh, me, my friend Malcolm and Stanley and another guy, two guys who are Polish. Now, I've got a lot of dead Polish people talking to us. A lot of dead Polish people really? talking to us. And yet when Richard Kukowski, uh took his hand off the, the planchette, the pointer, the dead Poles stopped talking to us. Really? 
So they must have just been channeling the spirits through him. Through him, yeah. He, must he have was been one the one with the power. Yeah, it must have been. Behind the finger. Must have been. He's certainly one with the power amongst us. Now, I, I did that, and I'm revealing that now live on air, and I'm hoping my mum's not listening, because I was promised I'd never do it, because she reckoned that her and her sisters had done it and got some uh, dead Manchester United Busby uh, players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got yeah, the Busby yeah, yeah. Got the Busby Babes. And one get famous... my Auntie Edna. Yeah, cool. You always get famous people come through. Ouija boards, as we all know, are there's nothing. Yet, yet, I wouldn't do one. You just said how you did one. Yeah, years ago, mate. We got scared. Did you not hear? We got loads of dead Polish people talking to us through Richard Kukowski, who held the power. Anyway, I wouldn't buy one for my kids. I was so fat, I got stuck in a bush. Oh, oh. Says Natasha, who shed 12 stone. Natasha. So she can go in and out of bushes as she will. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha Bumby will never forget the day. I um, Natasha Bumby. Oh, hi, how are you doing? Oh, we're laughing at people's names now. That's the level we've sunk to. <laughs> Natasha Bumby will never forget the day out with her mum and two sons that ended in total humiliation. So Weighing 20... <laughs> I can't read it. What does it say in the paper? Because she's told them this no. story. I think it deserves to be heard. All right, OK, I can read it. It's funny. It's got words in that aren't funny, OK? I hadn't read it. It's got words in that aren't funny, but it goes to a funny place, OK? And as someone who's pushed a wheelchair... Oh, no. Oh, no. Go on. Go on. Weighing 21 stone, disabled Natasha, 33, was being pushed in a wheelchair by her mother, Hetty, 56, in the local park. Okay, he'll ask you. Thank you. But her size 28 body was too heavy for Hetty to cope with on the slope. And she lost control. Sending terrified Natasha plummeting down a hill into a bush. It's terrible. Where she got stuck. With strangers looking on, Natasha was mortified and vowed to do something about her weight once and for all. There we go. Well done. She shifted it. You can't comment on that story because you missed a really, really important part of it. You can't comment on it. I have something similar. She's disabled. I was riding my bike. Yeah. And I went over my handlebars what? into a thorn bush. Oosh! And I was stuck in a thorn bush. And every time I tried to get out of the thorn bush, thorns were getting in. Ever been stuck in topiary? 08459 555. The show, disabled or not, everybody's welcome. We don't see disability here. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We're just hearing about some problems on the M1 southbound. It's very slow, just past junction 11 for Dunstable Road because the van's broken down in, uh, in the exit slip, in the entry slip road there. So that means that a lane is closed at the end of the entry slip road. And that's uh, thanks to callers Mike and Webby. On the M1 southbound as well, it's also looking... Webby! Junction 11. Webby! You're Webby is, don't you? you? Sammy, you know what Webby is, don't you? He's a... No. He's a... Isn't he? Webby, oh, you're yes, a... Of course. He's a... He's a... Anyway, sorry, do carry on. In, in Markgate on the A5 southbound, it's very heavy between Lynch Hill and the M1 Junction. Knife Ribbon looking okay. at the speed sensors at the moment. Yep. And in Chesson, the A10 southbound's looking uh-huh. very busy between the New River Trading okay. Estate and the M25 Junction okay. 25 Excellent. for Enfield. Excellent. Looking very slow around there at the moment. On the trains, oh. the Metropolitan Good Line is suspended between Chesham and Chelford and Latimer because of yep. a signal failure at Chesham no one cares. this morning. Smotherbrough, BBC yep. 3. How long does an MOT... They're using the tube. Don't care those slackers. Now, what they care about is how long it takes uh, to get an MOT done. 
Well, I could tell you, if you have to wait for it or go away, it's a different length of time. But if you wait for it, it's about an hour. But if you go away and come back, it can be longer. What do you mean if you go away and come back? They're still doing the same thing. Oh, you can arrange when you want to come back to it. I want to come back to it in an hour. I think they can arrange that for you. But that's between you and the garage. <laughs> oh, thank you, Samantha. You see, Catherine, I don't even know that girl. We've never met. Yeah. All I've done is Google her and uh, watch her from afar using binoculars. And yet she is prepared to put her life on the line and find out about Mott's for me. What have you done? You've, I've, you, you've, I've not seen you looking into Mott's once. Not once. Well, I've got a new car. I don't need one. Yeah. 6.46, it's Monday the 1st of December. Uh, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's opposition to a former care home in St Albans being turned into accommodation for the homeless. The government is announcing major improvements to roads across the UK this morning and the Glastonbury Festival will say hello, cowboy, to Lionel Richie for the first time next summer. Are you going to that one, Kels? I am, yeah. Are you going to that one, Catherine? Oh, my heck, I don't camp. Fifth. 50-50 amongst the ladies. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, well, you won't be dancing on the ceilings when I tell you about this week's weather. I couldn't help it. Get in there! <laughs> I did it for you. <laughs> that wasn't one of his songs, I don't think. I, I did it for you. Dancing on the... No, OK. No, all right. Um, basically... See, if you, if you can get five more in, I will donate £100 to... Um, 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 oh, me. What? Uh, no, to children in need. Forget those losers. They've had stuff already. They had a whole day of radio, for goodness sakes. <laughs> this is all about me. I don't think he did any other songs, did he? Well, do you know what? I will say this. Yeah, here we go, here we I go. Have some, I have some endless love for the weekend's weather. Oh! It's memory, though, isn't it? She's got once, twice, three times the amount of weather. Um, let me think of one. She's e- Sarah's, Sarah's easy like a Sunday morning. Oh, that doesn't work. I'm so sorry. Do you I know guess. what her destiny is? What? Tell you the weather. Hey! <laughs> Um, I'm not easy like a Sunday morning. Let's just make that an official announcement. Okay, so basically today, a very different day to what we saw at the weekend where temperatures were up in the teens. We're looking at a high today of six or seven Celsius, typically across all three counties. Uh, We'll be dry, but a lot of thick cloud around. And actually, it could just give you that damp feel at times where it's just maybe a smidge drizzly here and there. But mostly it's a dry day, although dull and cold. And that's the story for the coming week. Tomorrow, actually, we'll do better in the way of seeing some actual rain rain uh, and it will stay grey and cold once more. From Wednesday we'll be talking about some sharp nighttime frosts and by Friday highs of just 4 or 5 Celsius. That's all I can give you. Every weekday morning. You can book your place on the show now. Jonathan Vernon Smith. Come on and get some help, get some assistance. Tackling your consumer problems. I couldn't trace an account in any of the names or any of the addresses that were given. For it to be running for six weeks and then for them to cut it all off again just doesn't make any sense. The JVS show fights for your rights. He came to me and asked if I could go and have a word with said bank. I had an email from the bank to say that you'd been in touch with them and the senior customs relation manager was most apologetic. Thankfully, you managed to get your money back. Yep, but that was due to, obviously, your station itself. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm going to find us the most awesome song in our rubbish system. Let's uh, let's try this, let's try this. In the meantime... Hang on, no, no, what? Really? Oh, no. I can't stand that song. All right, mate, don't... Don't know if you're funny about it. 
Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, if you want. Oh, do you like that one? It's all right. It's well, you, you do a story and I'll, I'll come up with a good song. Drug-driving motorists will be named and shamed on Twitter oh. if they fail police walk-the-line tests. Yeah, I like that. Suspects are often asked to prove they're fit to be behind the wheel by carrying out tasks such as negotiating a straight line on foot or standing on one leg. Those who cannot do so and are later convicted can then expect to be publicly named and shamed online. The video or picture evidence of drivers could be posted on the internet within days of the offence. Do you think that is the way to deal with people? Excellent. Who do that stuff? Oh, do you want to? Do you actually want to initiate a conversation? What do you reckon? What? What do you reckon? About what? Would, that, would that stop people uh, doing it in the first place? No, I don't know whether it would. It'll be seen as a badge of honour. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. In '77 and '69, revolution was in the air. I was born too late. Into a world that doesn't care Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker With flowers in my hair When the head of state didn't play guitar Not everybody drove a car When music really mattered And when radio was king When accountants didn't have control And the media couldn't buy your soul When computers were still scary And we didn't know everything Oh, I wish I Punk rocker with flowers in my hair In 77 and 69 Revolution was in the air I was born too late Into a world that doesn't care Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker With flowers in my hair When pop stars still remained a myth And ignorance could still be bliss And when God saved the queen She turned a white a shade of pale my mom and dad were in their teens And anarchy was still a dream And the only way to stay in touch Was a letter and the mail Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker With flowers in my hair In 77 and 69 Revolution was in the air I was born too late Into a world that doesn't care Record shops were still on top And vinyl was all that they stopped And the super info highway Was still drifting out in space Kids were wearing hand-me-downs And playing games Men kick around And footballers still had long hair And dirt across their face Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker With flowers in my hair 77 and 69 Revolution was in the air I was born too late To a world that doesn't care like that song. But the punks weren't really big flower people. No, you've missed the point. As I missed the point on the first 100 listens, she's talking about two eras, punk rock and the hippie movement. She wants she's to combine the, the both. two yeah. and create that. Create that beautiful pop song. Hey, um... OK. Uh, this, uh, I'm, I'm, I've lost my uh, my train of um, skills. Should we talk about Christmas and children and that? Yeah. Because um, Bernardo's today are saying what everybody knows. Which is that parents go without so that they can make sure that their kids have a fantastic Christmas. And by fantastic no. Christmas, they mean one where they don't stop opening presents for a good half hour. 
I, I get the feeling we get too much stuff. Uh, we, 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 the first Christmas with the kids, of course you buy shed loads of stuff because it's the first Christmas with the kids, and then we kind of calmed down. But then other um, people around us then buy too much stuff. Do you know I'm not looking forward to Christmas this year? It's going to be hard work. I've not even had the awkward conversations about who we're going to see and when we're going to go and see and all of that stuff. Oh, ours is going to be fun, but it's going to be, there's going to be too much stuff and we haven't got room for it. I know why yours is going to be fun, but I can't mm. say because they might be listening. Why? Oh, yeah, that. I know uh, one of the presents that apparently... Is this a Father Christmas present? Father Christmas. Father Christmas about, yeah. is, is, is thinking about that your girls might be getting. Yeah. And it is awesome! It's going to be brilliant. They're going to love it. It is going to be brilliant. Um, I'll come around to yours Christmas. Let's just say my little girls are the sort of little girls who like singing into hairbrushes. <laughs> the hairbrushes will not be required. Yeah, she, yeah, exactly. Father Christmas is getting them new hairbrushes. <laughs> No, but it, it's also because my sister's back from America with her two little boys. They've been away for, what, three, four years and it's going to be the first Christmas we're all together um, at my mum's. So it's going to be really good. It's going to be exhausting. There's going to be too much stuff. So I don't, has anyone t- made the decision that you're not going to spend loads of money on things this year? Because that is a brave decision. That, that record cost me $600. No, what way? Have Feel you even played it yet? I've not got it yet. Wow. $600 plus postage. That's a lot of money for something that you could probably just download on Spotify. <laughs> what is it exactly? What's so, what's so $600 about it? First of all, you couldn't. Secondly, there aren't that many of them. Thirdly, it's been, it was signed at the time. You wait till it comes. You're going to go, is what it? the hell did you pay that much money for? Is it the idiot? monkeys? It's pre-monkeys. What does that mean? <laughs> so it's not the monkeys? It's a monkey before he was a monkey. Very, very so well. So it's a six-year-old lad. Yes, pretty much. Bar girls jibe as Obama's daughters wear short skirts. Traditionally, it's a time for Americans to come together uh, right in, in a spirit of harmony. Over me. But when you are the daughters of Barack Obama, it seems tradition goes out of the window. 16-year-old Malia and Sasha, 13, were pictured looking bored at a White House Thanksgiving ceremony. They found themselves under attack uh, from one of their father's political opponents. Basically, they've dressed, um, as, as you described them, uh, uh, hooters. <laughs> they haven't. That's what they are, the opponent says. And I think it's a cheap shot having a go at someone's kids. But then again, they are being put there, paraded for the cameras, aren't they? And they look well bored. They look bored. They yeah. look like um, a lot of other 14 and 16-year-old girls. Should they have better advice about what they wear? Perhaps. I kind of like the fact that they're normal kids. Try showing a little class, said uh, this woman, after they wore short skirts and ankle boots. Act like being in the White House matters to you. She's 13. It's not her job. Don't Job. Yeah. Dress like you deserve respect, not a spot at a bar. And certainly, oh, don't make faces during televised public events. That's the best time to make faces. Plus, the televised public event was the pardoning of a turkey. Hello? A turkey. She, um, uh, oh, this is brilliant. She then retracted it. She then apologised. Oh, she had woman. a little think about what she th- said. In her apology, she said, after many hours of prayer... Oh. Talking to my parents and rereading my words, I can see more clearly just how hurtful the words were. So it took all that time to realise you shouldn't have a pop at two little girls. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Took hours. Yeah. Took hours. You got, we've got 40 seconds. Kath, what you got? Um, Eaton prepared me for role of Henry VIII, says uh, Wolf. Oh, 
start Damien. Uh, Damien Lewis. Lewis. I heard Damien Lewis on Desert Island Discs. I didn't realise he was uh, an old homosexual actor from the 1930s. What, you think he sounds like Coward? He sounded like Noel Coward or Laurence Olivier. It was incredible. He's not homosexual, not that it matters, but he's also, he's proper posh. He's the great-grandson of Lord Dawson of Penn, the physician who brought the early death to George V. I would like to say that my record of choice to take on the Desert Island would be... Madness, and it must be love, love, love. When I was training for my role in... That's great. That's, da- that's Damien Lewis. You sound brilliant like that. I'm, br- I'm a brilliant old um, acting homosexual from the 1930s. Do other things like that. OK, I'll, I'll try it. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look in the motorway, so some problems on the M1 southbound. It's very slow at Junction 11 for Dunstable Road, uh, between there and Junction 12 for Flitwick because of a broken down van there earlier on. And the M25 clockwise has a lane closed between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 19 for the M25 at Watford, and that's causing long queues from Junction 17 for Maple Cross. In Beaconsfield on the A355 Amersham Road, it's building up now between Ledborough Lane and the A40 London Road. And in Chestnut on the A10 southbound, it's very heavy at the moment between the New River Trading Estate and the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. Having a look at the A1 southbound around the Black Cat roundabout, it's very slow there at the moment in the roadworks area. And on the train to no reports of any major problems, but on the London Underground, the Metropolitan Line is suspended between Chestnut Chesham and Ta- Chelfont and Latimer. And that's because of a signal failure at Chel- Chel- Chesham. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you so much. Lots coming up on the show in the next hour. What is it coming up? I don't know yet. I'll tell you in a minute. All right. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Seven o'clock, I'm Liak. New the headlines. Opposition to a new homeless shelter in St Albans. Major road improvements announced across the UK. And Lionel Ritchie to play at Glastonbury. BBC Three Counties Radio. People in St Albans are unhappy about plans to open new accommodation for the homeless. The District Council wants to provide rooms for 17 people at the former care home. Sophie Solaria reports. High Town Housing Association have sought planning permission to make the Victorian house on Church Street an HMO, meaning a house in multiple occupation. But local residents are concerned about the scale of the project as a short-term facility and the people it may attract. Currently, the number of households being provided with temporary accommodation in St Albans has trebled in nearly four years. A £15 billion plan to improve the UK's road network is being confirmed today. Dozens of projects will receive funding, including improvements to a third of junctions on the M25. Labour says the government's simply re-announcing improvements that have never been delivered. But Danny Alexander, Chief Secretary to the Treasury, explained where some of the money is going. For example, in the southwest of England, the A303 will be committing to a tunnel in the Stonehenge area so that you can have a high-quality road connection to dual carriageway status whilst also protecting what is one of our most iconic national monuments. Many stretches of the A47 in East Anglia, which has been a long-standing bottleneck that's caused concern in that area. So there's a lot of new money and a lot of new schemes. 
Parents are spending less on themselves to give their children a better Christmas, according to the children's charity Bernardo's. The poll suggests 83% of struggling parents will sacrifice food and winter clothing. Neera Sharma from Bernardo says it's because of the increased cost of living. We've all experienced soaring utility bills, rents um, and you know, many families have seen a cut to their working and non-working benefits. One of the mums we work with said that she wraps a blanket around her daughter and pretends she's Princess Elsa out of Frozen. Their house is so cold and their bills are so high. Lionel Richie is the first big name to be announced for next year's Glastonbury Festival. The 65-year-old has never played there before and will take the same Sunday afternoon slot Dolly Parton successfully filled this year. Neil McCormick is chief music critic at the Daily Telegraph. When a classic act is playing, the one thing that you don't want to hear is, here's one for my new album. It's not about that. Everybody comes out and sings along and it becomes almost the biggest event. In sports, Tottenham beat Everton 2-1 at White Hart Lane, while a 10-man Manchester City beat Southampton 3-0 to move six points behind Chelsea at the top of the Premiership table. The weather will be grey and overcast today with the occasional rain or drizzle. Top temperatures just 7 degrees Celsius, that's 45 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. Morag Watkins will be recommending what books we should be giving as Christmas presents and I'll be meeting the Hoppend and All Girls Rugby team. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel and your stories. From six. Three Counties Sport. With a look back at the weekend's action and taking a look at the grassroots sport across beds, hearts and bucks. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning guys, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning. Homelessness, Christmas and here's something, we might send Danny out on this, page 11 of The Sun, Mask of the Beast. It's um, masks with little eye holes and a little bit of elastic, you put it on obviously around your face, of celebrities. Celebrities, bit of fun, eh? These celebrities are Rolf Harris, Jimmy Savile, Gary Glitter, Dave Lee Travis, Stuart Hall and Max Clifford. All of them, to with one degree or another, have convictions for being a little bit naughty, some more naughty than others. Now, 800 Rolf Harris masks have been sold online. Is that outrageous? Or is it just a little bit of cheeky fun? I can imagine being at a party and one of my mates turning up with a Max Clifford mask on and going, Oh, mate, you can't do that. That is brilliant. I can imagine that. That's kind of the point of it, isn't it? That you shock your friends. It's it's, it's, it's the, the, the saying something you're not meant to say thing, isn't it? But also, does it... Okay. Go. It's disrespectful to the victims, agreed. Yeah. But is it a way of handling... A situation that is very hard to understand, is it? Is it kind or of is it burst ju- the bubble with a bit of comedy? Or is it just funny? Is it just funny? Yeah, but why is it funny? It's funny because it's wrong. Exactly. And most comedy is, a significant amount of comedy is funny because it's wrong, isn't it? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It, it, it's, uh, there's a company that's selling them. eBay and Amazon have pulled them. 
uh, Foxy Face Masks. I'm on the Foxy Face Mask uh, website. And they, I mean, they do um, thousands, it would appear, of these, of these masks. Um, they've got Chandler from Friends, Charlie Sheen. Um, lo- loads of people from Emmerdale Farm, for some reason. I bet the Royals are on there. The Roy- they, well, they've got different categories. Television, sports stars, World Cup comedians, films. Um, so I'm trying to... F- Let's let's have a little look for uh, Rolf Harris on here. See if uh, mm-hmm. where does he? Is there not a category for uh, wear at your own risk? No, there's not. A, there's no. <laughs> there's not a, 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 a non section. Uh, th- yes, Rolf Harris, one pound ninety nine. Don't think there is a naughty section, is there? Um, no, no, no. There isn't. I, bit of harmless fun. Or outrageously offensive. Let's send Danny out on that to take yeah. it to the street. And um, 08459 555. You know what? I think it's all right. I think it's all right. It depends, doesn't it? Depends where you're going. I think if you're going to... A, I think it's all right. I, I, I mean, that's going to sound Family disrespectful. Family night down the school? Probably not. But if you're having a, you know, if you're having a party with your mates, I could see one of my mates turning up as, as, uh, as Gary Glitter. You know, oh, Steve, you can't wear that. Do you want... And he'd be walking around going, do you want to be my gang, my gang? Is that funny? Probably not, but... You can see people doing it. Yeah. 08459 555. Would you wear a, a Rolf Harris or a Gary Glitter mask? I guess is the question, really. Uh, we'll take your calls on that. You can text as well, 81333. Start your text 3CR. Have we got anything before I carry on with the show? No. I'll carry on with the show then, shall I? Yes. A group of St Alban neighbours, St Alban's neighbours, are joining forces to stop homeless people being housed in their street. They're fighting proposals to turn a former care home on Church Crescent into a house of multiple occupancy, which would offer uh, 17 temporary beds to people on the council's homeless list. Residents are worried that those people might pose a safety threat. Jeff Newman is from homeless charity Emmaus, uh, Emmaus sorry, who is uh, in St Alban's. You've been homeless, haven't you, Jeff? Well, how, did, how did that happen? Um, yes, by the way, thank you for having me on. Um, yeah, I, I found myself homeless uh, in July last year. Um, you know, I'll put my hands up. I um, committed two crimes whilst in a uh, depressive episode of my bipolar. Um, what what did you do, I, Jeff? if you don't mind me asking? Um, I, I um, stole money from my employer, yep. which was also where I lived at the time as well. Okay, okay. Um, it was partly as an act... Um, to help me facilitate what was my suicide attempt. Um, I know this is very cheery for a Monday morning. Um, obviously, that, that failed. I handed myself into police. Yep. Um, and after I was released from uh, prison where I was on remand, um, I then was obviously homeless without anywhere to go. So, what happens... How does it work when you've got n- literally nowhere to go? What do you do? It, it's it's difficult. I mean, to, to, I know that's another bit of an understatement, but um, you know, for me in St Albans, I was sleeping um, every evening in the car park in the town centre. At the Maltings on the top floor, hot air rises. It was closest place I could get to being reasonably warm. There were soup kitchens. Well, there, there's one soup kitchen in St Albans that meant I was able to get food, which um, somewhat appropriately is about a five-minute walk from Church Crescent. Um, and after a couple of weeks of, of that, I was able to get into the local night shelter um, in the town centre, which um, is run by Hightown Paterian yeah. Church and Housing Association. 
And when you're you're kind of bedding down on top of a car park, what's going through your head, Jeff? Oh, there's 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 so much. I mean, you know, it's it's frustration and anger at yourself for putting yourself in a situation. And you know, ultimately, that that comes down to me. What what I did was was wrong and irreprehensible. But um, it's so much anger and unhappiness. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of worry and anxiety that comes with it as well. So centres like the one we're talking about uh, today, uh, uh, I guess you, you would think that they're invaluable to help people like yourself kind of oh. just get back in, in into the swing of life. Absolutely. I mean, when you find yourself homeless, there's there's a number of, of factors to it. And I mean, the, the biggest one is that to find yourself in that position, it's because you don't have that support network around you. These shelters and temporary accommodation give you that chance, that, that second chance you desperately need to get yourself back on the, your feet. Can you understand, Jeff, why some people might not want one in their neighbourhood? Absolutely. I mean, um, and I think a lot of it comes down to the stigma that surrounds homelessness. You know, there's a lot of belief that those that are homeless are alcoholics or drug addicts or, or criminals and they are in that position because they're bad people. And that's not the case at all. Jeff, it's good to talk to you. Thanks very much. So you're, you're, you're kind of a, the productive member of society again, are you? After your kind of a, a adventure? Yes. Um, absolutely. I'm, I'm part of Emmaus, which is a homeless charity. They took me in um, long-term as a resident. Um, after about nine months, I'm now working as a, a trainee towards a staff role, helping give support to... Uh, to those who are now affected by homelessness and are themselves coming into a mess and trying to get people to, to build their lives again, rebuild their confidence and move on from the experiences of homelessness. Jeff, I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. Thank you. No trouble. Thank you. Uh, 08459 I guess the question is, would you, would you want a homeless shelter or um, uh, something like that in your street? It's not a shelter, though, is it? No, it's, it's not. That, I'm, trying, I'm struggling for the right word. They're not, they're not coming and going. This is a sort of halfway house. They're, really. Yeah, they're going to be housed there for, for an extended period of time. And these are people who've made an application uh, uh, well, to, the, to the council, so they're traceable. We're well. talking to, to someone who's one of the residents. Yeah, there, we are. Aren't we? Who's, who's upset. And I wonder, is, it is... Maybe this is nothing to do. It's quite a well-to-do Well, this is it. And area, we, did, isn't we, it? we did mention that as part of uh, our conversation about an hour ago when we introduced this um, story. And the um, people, of course, behind the campaign are at pains to say that this is not an anti-homeless thing. They just don't think it's suitable for the area. They're worried about the um, risk it may or may not pose to, to people living in the area who may be vulnerable. Um, but we did mention that if you look on Right Move in that particular yeah. area... Church Crescent um, houses there have gone for about half a million in the last year, and it would it would almost definitely have a have a detrimental effect on the prices. And we've had a message from someone who lives around that area, oh, just, yeah. just to say thank you for mentioning about property prices in the area where that uh, place is planned. That's exactly what it's all about. There have been some heated arguments on local forums against the residents who are complaining because most people in St Albans are nice, especially those who don't live to near where it's planned. It's interesting, isn't it? It would, of course, it would have an effect, a negative effect on uh, your property price, and that would annoy me. That would annoy me, but I don't know if it would annoy, annoy me enough. Annoy is the wrong word. That would that would um, dishearten me slightly. But I don't know if that would be enough. Would I want one in my street? I guess is the question. 
Knee-jerk reaction, no. But I don't, I, But that just comes from... That's my initial thought. But let me tell you about the sort of people who may be considered for a place here. Mm-hmm. Right, they're single, so they're, right, yep. they're, they're, they're people who are leaving care, so you get to 18 and you're no, lo- no longer taken care of by the authorities. Yep. So it's, it's to get them on their feet there. We're talking about people who've been made homeless, so they've, been def- they've defaulted on their payments to the council. You know, it's all kinds of different people. It's not necessarily people that you find, you know, mm. boozing in a gutter. Oh, I think... I, oh, no, exactly. And I, I, I think if I were to consider it better, then I would be happy with it. But just my, my first initial thought is, oh, no, thank you very much. And, and you kind of need to try and work through that thought, don't you? 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number if you wish to give us a call on that. And would you wear uh, a Rolf Harris mask... To a party. Sickos, it says here on the sun. Sickos. Hundreds by six sick cutouts of pervs for Christmas parties. Sickos are snapping up hundreds of disgraced celebrity masks to wear in the festive party season. Almost 800 people bought a cutout of shamed TV star Rolf Harris online. Party masks of the disgraced stars, who, apart from deceased Savile, all face courts, uh, courts over sex attacks, are available at websites including Amazon and eBay. Something else I've thought of about this. Yeah. We're not saying that they're great. We're not wearing them as hero masks in this scenario. It's taking the mickey out of them, isn't it? Does that make a difference? Jill Appleyard, 62, abused by Clifford when she was 14, branded the company selling the masks and the buyers sick for using sex attacks as entertainment. I would dispute that that was what was being done, but... She added, to make light of it like this is vile and it becomes worse to know someone is profiting out of it. The creators are nothing short of disgusting. I don't know. Would I wear one? I wouldn't go out of my way and buy one. Probably wouldn't wear one because I work for BBC and if there was a picture of that, I'd be in trouble. But uh, would I be offended if someone came into a party wearing it? Probably not. Probably not. Would you be surprised? Probably not. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 clockwise has a lane closed between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 19 for Watford. That's because of an accident and it's causing queues from Junction 17 at Maple Cross at the moment. Having a look at the M40 on the cameras, it's looking very heavy between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross roundabouts. And on the M1 southbound, it's still very heavy uh, after the breakdown at Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and looking particularly busy from Junction 12 for Flittick down towards Junction 11 for Dunstable Road. The the breakdown has been moved off the carriageway, but it's still very slow there. In Bromham on Bromham Road it's very heavy eastbound from the Branston Way towards the Shakespeare Road looking at the speed sensors and on the trains there's no reports of any major problems and those problems on the London Underground on the Metropolitan Line have now been cleared up there so there's a normal normal service running again between Chelfont and Lappin, Latimer and Chesham. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you Samantha! 7.16 Monday the 1st of December, I'm Ian Lee these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's opposition to a former care home in St Albans being turned into accommodation for the homeless. The government is announcing major improvements to roads across the UK this morning. Can't wait for that. And Lionel Richie's destiny eh, eh, is the Glastonbury Festival for the first time next summer. BBC Three Counties Radio.
BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Well, I think it's a place that has everything. I love it. I don't think I'll probably ever move away. Quite friendly. I mean, there's another reason why I probably settled down here, because I managed to make friends quite quickly. All this week, we're discovering Bedford. We love it. You know, the atmosphere and the people. Ah, oh, the river, the embankment, uh, the Swan Hotel. The, the town's a great town. The river, obviously the jewel and the crown running it through it. Telling everyone about where you live. It's somewhere where we've made lots of friends and we We've come to regard it very much as home. Well, the very best thing, obviously, is the river, because I think it's absolutely gorgeous. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks from BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford, doodle-doodle in Bedford, doodle-doodle in Bedford, doodle-doodle in Bedford. Made up some great lyrics to that song. You really did. Thank you so much indeed. Just having a sip on coffee, are you? Yep, and then I'm going to go to Steve in Dunsville. Morning, Steve! Good morning. What would you like to say? About the homeless place. I mean, just remember, you're only six waste packets away of being homeless, and that's everybody. So it's a disgrace that people are whinging because the house prices might go down. Well, we don't, we don't know if that is... We'll, we'll speak to them and ask them. We don't know if that is why they're whinging. We don't... Yeah. Yeah, but in this day and age, you shouldn't have homeless people in, on the street. They should be put in places. They've got to go somewhere, haven't they? It's disgusting. It's 2014. You worry more about Africa and all the other lot rather than the homeless in Britain. You know what I mean? It's a disgrace, and then they're whinging about house prices. Oh, what a shame. Well, no, Steve, sorry, I don't know if you just heard what I said. We, we don't know if they are whinging about house prices. We'll ask no, but them. Actually, it was actually, well, right, well, you ask them and then find out. Whatever they're whinging about, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, running six, all of us are only six ways package way of becoming homeless. Yeah, so. yeah. But you, you could, can you not understand why some people might be reluctant um, to have uh, homeless people living in their street? Yes and no, because then the yeah, let's focus got... on the yes. What what are the yeses? Well, I suppose they're worried about I don't know drunkenness, thieving, vandalism. I don't know because they're obviously not. Some of these people are probably not stable people mentally either. There we go. Yeah, but then the day they need help. Not to be persecuted because they're homeless. Well, no, uh, uh, no one's suggesting, I don't think, that they should be persecuted. But you can no, understand, be... if you've got young kids and uh, you, uh, uh, you, you want to protect those kids and you could be worried that having the, the homeless, formerly homeless people living in your street could be problematic. Well, maybe they should go to the centre when it opens and speak to them and see how it's run and see how these people are. Here's what the council... Maybe Steve, here's what the council's saying about the people that we put in St Clair's. They're going to be assessing each individual case before placing someone into each home so they can make sure the location's suitable. High-risk cases will not be going there. So the sort of people, the variety of reasons why they'd be going there, being evicted by a private landlord, escaping an abusive home environment or coming from a background in care. Well, there you go then. That's called being helpful. But what are the general... I understand people's concerns. Also, we all have them concerns. But then the day, the bottom line is try and sort of. I wouldn't say embrace it because it's not quite the right word. But obviously, go and see what it's like there, and obviously make sure the authorities do the job that they're supposed to do as well. Obviously, because they don't always get it right, do they? Yeah, I think that horn is uh, telling us it's time to move on. Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Yes. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
parents are spending less on themselves to give their children a better Christmas. That's according to a survey by children's charity Bernardo's. The poll suggests 83% of struggling parents say they'll sacrifice food, winter clothing or other personal expenses. Well, we can speak now to John and Irma Musto from Bedford, who uh, they pop up on the show every now and then. They are the authors of the Penny Pinchers book, Revisited. Good morning. Oh, have I got both of you on the line? Yes, we're Mo- both here. Morning, both of you. Good morning, uh, yeah, good. Thank you very much. Nice to talk to you. Christmas is a tough time for um, for families, isn't it? Because the, the, the parents feel under a lot of pressure to spend. They do. The advertisers have really got their claws into us, haven't they? Well, we had Black Friday on um, when was that? Friday. Mm-hmm. Today they've made up another thing called Cyber Monday. Uh, it, it's all smoke and mirrors, isn't it? To to, to push us to spend. <laughs> That's what it's all about. <laughs> Is it, it, it? How do how can, can parents draw the line? How can they they kind of d- stop this this pressure affecting them and their kids? Well, you know the reason they feel deprived. First of all, is the advertisers have told them they're deprived. So stop believing everything you hear about advertising. You don't have to spend more money than you have. You can make things for Christmas. I mean, do things instead instead of buying gifts. Think about doing things together as a family. You know, how many times on Christmas is the whole day spent with the kids sitting in a corner looking at little tiny screens, and there's no communication between the family. Uh, that that isn't Christmas. That that's consumerism. You wouldn't, you wouldn't uh, believe how much time Irma spends making uh, Christmas ornaments, and uh, oh. we start early. Um, today is the first day of uh, December, so Irma's going to start hanging up her ornaments, which she's made. Irma's getting her knickknacks out, is she? In in the kitchen. Yeah, beautiful. Yes. Well, if you've also if you've got kids as well, get, get, getting um, you know getting the kids to make the Christmas cards. Yeah. A it's a it's a fun couple of afternoons, and B you know the, the, the grandparents everyone loves getting those kind of things. They really do. They really do. And of course today is also um, with the first of December is the beginning of Advent, and you know Advent calendars mm-hmm. where you open the doors. Yeah. Well, you can take old Christmas cards and make. A, a little advent calendar. It's jolly fun. It really is. And if, if you really are very, very tight on money, do consider going to to a charity shop. You are helping people when you buy from a charity shop. One of our projects. We, we're at Christmas time. We've always had projects for the children to do. And one of them one year was doing an enormous um, jigsaw puzzle. Now, you could go into a charity shop and get a good jigsaw puzzle for about a pound. Oh, but no, uh, Irma, you've got to be so careful buying jigsaw puzzles from charity shops, supposing the final piece is missing. <laughs> makes it Come even on! Fun. No, it doesn't make it fun! <laughs> it makes it frustrating, Irma! <laughs> That's the Christmas you'll remember. Yeah, 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 the one where John and Irma got us a second-hand jigsaw puzzle and there are half a dozen pieces missing. <laughs> Curse you, mustos. Actually, usually they will say, complete. Yes, no, you're, uh, you're right. What, John, what other tips are there for getting the best value for money? Well, you can make things. Even men can make things, you know. Um, I, I, over this Christmas, I'll make uh, cheese straws and I'll make some little 
pastries called maids of honor, and they're so simple, yeah. even a man can cook them. Now, the, and you know, that, that's just fun things that you can do together with the children. They can be mixing in bowls and putting stuff in, and you're doing something else. And, and it's, again, the family working together. It's great fun. But, John, come on, guys. Don't, don't you miss out on um, having, like, big widescreen televisions, and you won't be playing Grand Theft Auto on your Xbox this year. Come on! <laughs> it's worth splashing out every now and then, isn't it? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes our big widescreen television is smaller oh. than the, the than the little uh, laptop that the kids have. <laughs> Irma, do, do you, you you said you make ornaments? Do you do you sell them? How much? Because uh, I'd love to splash out on your knickknacks. How how much are they? I don't sell them. No, they're, they're it's just... a labour of love. Oh. What are you What are you making today? <sighs> How about just hanging a tag on the on the Christmas tree, though, that oh. says you're going to get whatever it is, new paint set uh, from the uh, after Christmas sales. Now there, you can save money. Hey, now that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Getting saying, look, I'll get you something, but we're gonna we'll go out after Christmas, and you can save a few quid in the sales. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And of course, the the other promises. One year. Our children decided that they would do promises, and, and I think they themselves had decided that because they wanted to start getting things for for parents. And they said, I've got a lot of money, but I can do something for you. And our daughter yeah. said, in the spring, when it's warmer, I will paint the garage roof. Oh, there you are. There we go. And <laughs> to this day, it's just one of those special uh-huh. things. Just do things instead of buying things. Yeah. And stay away from credit cards. Yes. Oh, I do, I, do you know what? I don't have a credit card. Well done. I've not had one for years. I've not had one for years. And naughty, naughty things. I only listen if I can't afford it. I'm not buying it. Yeah. You're a wise man. You've got the answer right there, John and Irma. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Have a lovely Christmas, and we'll speak to you again soon. I'm sure. All right. Bye bye. There we go. I wish my life was as happy as theirs. I know. It sounds like bliss, doesn't it? Oh dear. Jigsaw-based bliss. Tell you something that credit cards kids, are good for. The kids love a good jigsaw. Yeah. The kids love a good jigsaw. I used to find them boring. It's a boring idea, but actually they're quite fun to do. Yeah. Um, credit cards are quite good for making a high-value purchase on and then paying it off immediately, so you've got the insurance. That's all I do. All right, Jonathan Vernon-Smith. No, if you love him so much, why don't you marry no, yeah, him? He won't have me. He won't have me. I've tried. Uh, yeah, but I, I still not got a credit card. They're so, it's so easy mm-hmm. to... If, if I can't afford it, I ain't buying it. I've got one, and it's only for that, really, and I pay it off every month. Luckily, I'm, I'm a multi-millionaire, so it's not yeah. really, really a lucky, problem for you. Luckily you. Never really a problem for me, is it? We've got any taxes? Why, why do you dress like that, then? Huh? If you've got money, why do you dress like that? That's how they keep their money. Secret millionaire, isn't it? This is, oh. You're right, this is, how, this is how rich people are really rich. They yeah. don't tip, they don't, uh, they don't spend frivolously, they, they just it, save it. The really posh boys I went to university with, like really posh and really rich boys, they looked like they'd just ambled out of a bush most of the time and they had that kind of posh boy's hair ever that wasn't st- ever done. Ever been stuck in a bush? Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. And, you know, the other the working class lads were the ones who took pride in their appearance and wanted to look sharp when they went out. The, the other boys, you were lucky if they had a wash. How's, how's that nail doing, Kels? You got all the gunk out from underneath it? No, that's not what I was doing. What were you doing? Um, if you must know. I must. I painted my nails last night and just realised that I had just had some that didn't wasn't on the nail. Can I um, just had a memo? Oh yeah. I'm not allowed to use the word gunk before nine o'clock. I do apologise. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
There are some problems on the M25 clockwise as the lane closed between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 19 for Watford, and that's causing long queues now from Junction 16 for the M40. Having a look at the M1 southbound, and it's still very slow between Junction 12 for Flittick and Junction 9 for Redbourne, not helped by the broken down transit van at Junction 11 earlier on. In Markgate on the A5 southbound, it's very slow between Lynch Hill and the M1 Junction 9 at Redbourne as well. And having a look at the A1 southbound, it's very slow between the St. Nate's Junction and the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks there. On the trains, there are reports of any major problems, and those problems on the Met- Metropolitan Line have now cleared. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines. People in St Albans are unhappy about plans to open new accommodation for the homeless. The District Council wants to provide rooms for 17 people at the former care home in Church Crescent. A £15 billion plan to improve the UK's road network has been confirmed by the government today. It includes improvements to a third of junctions on the M25. And parents are spending less on themselves to give their children a better Christmas, according to the children's charity Bernardo's. The poll suggests 83% of struggling parents will sacrifice food, winter clothing or other personal expenses. The weather will be grey and overcast with the occasional rain or drizzle today. Top temperatures just 7 degrees south. Celsius, that's 45 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. In the Premier League, a 10-man Manchester City beat Southampton 3-0 to move six points behind Chelsea at the top of the table. Tottenham came from a goal down to beat Everton 2-1 at White Hart Lane. The Everton manager, Roberto Martinez, believes his side should have had a second-half penalty for handball. A big mountain to climb, but I thought we took the momentum from Spurs and we had good opportunities. We stretched the game and then at the end it finished with a, a clear penalty that you need a little bit of luck to be given. And I did feel that the game probably was a bit uh, level. So taking the result is very difficult and harsh because the effort was monumental in in such a demanding week. There were wins for the MK Dons, Luton Town, Wickham and a draw for Stevenage but it's four defeats in a row for Watford after going down 1-0 to Cardiff in the Championship. The Hornets boss, Slavisa Djukanovic, says fans expect better results. Watford supporters uh, before the me and going to be many years after the the me. It's not a question about uh, one guy or another guy and really it's time for uh, for apologise for our uh, our side because we are we are last game especially not in level what they expect of us Ronnie O'Sullivan is through to the third round of the UK Snooker Championship at the York Barbican. The five-time world champion is playing in the tournament despite having a broken left foot. After beating Peter Lines by six frames to three, he criticised the quality of the table and playing conditions. The cushions are just bouncing. I mean, they're just going on at, say, one mile an hour and coming off at three, you know, and during the match, I'm thinking, just try not use any cushions. And then I'm out there and I'm thinking, I'm in the second biggest tournament we play and I'm, I'm thinking of not using cushions and I've got my foot broken and I'm just thinking, oh, maybe this would be a good time to lose. But, you know, your instinct kicks in and you battle on and you try and do your best. And the former Red Bull driver Mark Webber has been injured in a crash in a World Endurance Championship race in Brazil. A statement on Webber's website said he was awake and having further medical checks. That's BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at 8 o'clock. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
song calling me Down the road It's where I'll always be Every stop I make I make a new friend Can't stay for long Just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow I'll wanna settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's hobo style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home odd but maybe I'm being unfair and maybe I'm misunderstanding. Go on then. Tony from Chertsey near Berkhamstead. It seems to me that the recent controversy surrounding celebrities is not well founded. After all, nobody was physically hurt. I think there may be a bit of bandwagon hopping onto by the quote unquote victims. Well no one was hurt. What about the people that were were raped? Yeah that that That'd be quite painful wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Emotionally and physically. And and ruins lives. Tony, give us a call. Can we give a... Yeah, because I don't know what you mean. Tony, give him a call if he wants to come on, because I don't quite understand that. The reason, to... the reason we're talking about this is these yeah. masks that are apparently um, flying off the shelves. Well, we don't know whether they're selling at all. That's the point, isn't it? Well, 800 people... people have bought um, uh, Rolf Harris masks. You can also get Jimmy Savile, Gary Glitter, Stuart Hall, Max Clifford and DLT. Yeah, but they're mostly going for Rolf. Maybe there's some sort of convention. The thing about Rolf is he is still very popular... And uh, people have a, uh, still have a sympathy for Rolf Harris. They, they still have a sympathy. I, I remember uh, on, on another radio show, we uh, uh, spoke to a woman who still had a picture of Rolf Harris by her bed, and if he came out of prison and did a concert, she would happily go and see him. Part of me would go and see a Gary Glitter concert. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Ugh. He's vile. Oh, he's a, he's a horrible, horrible man. But I always thought he was vile. 
I know it's people say that, but I always thought he was vile. Part of me would go. Oof. Isn't that weird? Yes. Uh, we got Tony sent that text. Good morning, Tony. Oh, good morning, Tony. We, 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 clarify your point because it's it's not always um, easy to get a point across on on, on a text. Mm, absolutely, I didn't know that anybody had actually been raped. What? But what, what? By by Jimmy Savile? Well, or any of them. Jimmy Savile, Max Clifford, uh, Stuart Hall, convicted rapists. Yes, I say I didn't think there was rapes. I thought they were um, uh, fumblings, feelings, that sort of thing, but no actual rape. No, they they they, uh, they sexually abuse people. Even if it was just fumblings and feelings against children, mm. that's all right, is it? Well, it's it's clearly not all right. But um, you know, I was trying to draw this distinction between physical hurt and uh, and something else, and also. This thing about, I think, some of the victims have, or so-called victims, have um, wanted to publicise their state uh, for other reasons than necessarily... You think uh, they're doing it for money? Hurt, possibly. Yeah, yeah. But, but if you're a 13-year-old kid and you get touched up by Jimmy Savile, let's just say, even though there was sexual abuse as well, but let's just say it was just, just a little fumble, that, is, um, that can be very traumatic, can't it? Well, I don't know. I, 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 well, just, well, what, what, what do you think, Tony? You're a 13-year-old child, you get touched up by um, a, a big celebrity and you do, you're not allowed to tell anyone about it. Do you not think that would be traumatic? Well, um, not, not in the strict terms of the, of the word trauma. Um, but I certainly feel that... Um, really? So what, an old man you look up to sticks his tongue down your throat and that's fine? Uh, well, you probably wouldn't know that there's anything particularly wrong with oh, that. I think you, you know, would. Well, it's sort of learned behaviour, I think, or it's learned... Uh, trauma. Trauma. Here's a definition. A deeply yeah. distressing or disturbing experience. So, having your genitals fondled against your will by an old man, uh, that would not be a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. But would it, so would it be um, uh, against your will? You know, because you, you, your thoughts are not well... Uh, are not clear of that sort of thing. OK, yeah, exactly. Your thoughts are not clear, so you don't know... You don't necessarily know what, what that you can say no, that you want to stop this behaviour. Well, I think if you did want to stop it, you could say no. No, you can't. If you're a... Thir- tr- trust me, if you're a 13-year-old kid... <laughs> uh, sorry? Yeah, all right, go on. Yeah, I don't on. know why, what, what was funny. What did I say that was funny? Well, trust me. Right, OK. Why, why is that funny? Um, well, you're not a 13-year-old kid anymore, Ian. No, I was an 8-year-old kid when my scoutmaster made me jump around completely naked. Trust me, uh, it was a thoroughly unpleasant, distressing, traumatic experience. Describe exactly why. Excuse me? Describe exactly why. Why? Why you found it a... uh, uh, Because I was made to do something with my body against my will. Were you that worried at the time? Yes, I was. Yeah, it made me feel it made me feel shameful uh, and disgusted, and I didn't tell my parents about it because I was so full of shame. Okay, I may rethink my position. I I, I suggest you do, Tony, because I suggest that there'll be lots of people listening to this who will be surprised that that you could be questioning the fact that a child could be traumatized by being touched up or made to do something against their will. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, Ian. Thank you, Tony. All right, Ian. Did you get... No. Not playing the game now. Can't play the game after a call like that. That was weird. That surprises me that someone wouldn't be able to empathise. I revealed a little bit more than I intended to there, but never mind, as as I did many years ago. Uh, But, yeah, that was... um, That was strange. 
we've all had moments and sometimes it's only when you're an adult that you realise just what um, an abuse of power it was. Yeah. When this thing happened to me, I was eight or nine, and it, I, it, was, it was horrible. Uh, but I was full of shame. There was other stuff going on, uh, but not necessarily with me. Uh, I was full of shame. Still feel very uncomfortable talking about it now. Uh, and it's, it, it was obvious that there was something wrong. Yeah. But I, and I didn't tell my parents. I remember I told my mum a few years ago, I told, uh, and she was furious and was so upset. She burst into tears. How can that not be traumatic? But it's... As a child, you are brought up, especially our generation, brought up to respect your elders. You know, you'd yeah. be mortified if someone's parents told you off or whatever. And often you would not tell your parents because for fear of them punishing you again for something. Oh, I wish I told my dad. He would have gone and beat the well, whatever out of this fella. I was at a family wedding when an inappropriate thing was done yeah. um, by the photographer. Wow. I had to smile at him for the rest of the day. Wow. <laughs> Webby's on the line. Morning, Webby. Morning, mate. I feel a little uncomfortable. I've revealed more than I expected to, but there you go. Never mind. What have you got for us? Oh, no, I just can't believe you're last caller. Go on. <laughs> How can a seven or eight-year-old um, know it's wrong? And uh, if he says no, how, do, how you know? Uh, and is that guy related to Gary Glitter or... Jimmy Savile. Well, the thing is, when you're a kid, you don't... And even when you're an adult, some adults don't have, don't have good boundaries. And you don't know exactly. that you can say no to things. Because particularly when you're a kid, because uh, all adults have authority over kids. Some have more. Exactly. Celebrities and... Um, Teachers and scoutmasters and uh, uh, uncles and, and dads and mums, they have more authority. But all adults have authority over kids because we're told to listen to and respect adults. So if an adult says something to an eight-year-old kid, the eight-year-old kid may feel uncomfortable doing it, but they don't feel they have the power to say, do you know what, no, you can't do that. Yeah, that's, that's correct, man. They're not going to know whether it's right or wrong, are they? You know, they're not going to say, no, this is wrong, you know what I mean? But the adult is an adult. You know. And do you, do, do this thing about people jumping on the bandwagon, do you know what? There was probably like 0.3% of uh, people that were cashing in on this. Uh, you know, uh, how, uh, surely the majority of these people, these victims who came forward, they came forward because the dam had been broken. With Jimmy Savile, loads of people came forward in the 70s and 80s, but it was, they were ignored or, or hushed up or just told to shut up and go away. Yeah, oh, I and I, yeah, this is what I said to Kells earlier on. She said, can you come straight on? The, the, the language would have been a bit blue. I've chilled out a little bit now, but um, I totally agree. Totally agree with you. Webby, thank you very much indeed. Well, I'm glad he came on. Fair play, he came on, Tony, and we got his, uh, his point of view. I still don't see a problem with these masks, necessarily, despite everything that we've just said. 08459... Four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to yeah, give a score, I think sometimes diminishing someone's power, it, 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 you take the Mickey out of them, and that's what maybe these masks are about. Yeah, I won't wear one. I think uh, it's a bit soon, apart from anything else, don't you? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess. Have we got any texts before we uh, before we crack on eight one three double three? Start your text three CR. Yeah, we've got one here. Hang go on, on, go on. Um, uh, it, I love hearing the Littlest Hobo song every morning. I turn the radio up loud and dance around the kitchen while making the kids breakfast. I sometimes call my husband, who's on the train into London for work, and say nothing but f- put the phone near the radio so he can hear it too. So Susie of Watford. Um, and um, we've got one here through from Mark. Morning. That guy, if he can't see the issue he needs reporting, is he's a possible offender? No, I don't, th- I don't think that. I don't think that. No, I, 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 I wouldn't suspect that for one second. Uh, just maybe, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe his, his thinking is slightly skewed. Hey, I've got a great idea. After the show, who wants me to buy them a fry-up? Me. 
Sorry, Kels, there's only room for one. Oh, I'll share with you. Thanks, Kat. That's not part of the deal. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are some problems on the M25 this morning. Clockwise, it's queuing between Junction 16 for the M40 and Junction 18 for Chorleywood after a lorry broke down there. The recovery work is happening at the moment, though. And anti-clockwise on the M25, it's stop-start between Junction 22 for St Albans and 15 for the M4. On the A1M southbound, it's looking very heavy as well, looking at the speed sensors between Junction 8 for Hitchin and Junction 7 for Stevenage. And having a look at the A1 southbound, that's very slow through those roadworks between the St Neots Junction and the Black Cat Round about. In High Wycombe, London Road is looking very busy in both directions and in Beaconsfield on Amersham Road it's looking very slow southbound between Ledborough Lane and the A40 London Road. No reports though of any problems at the moment on the trains. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 7.45. It is uh, Monday the 1st of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's opposition to a former care home in St Albans being turned into accommodation for the homeless. A third of junctions on the M25 will be improved as part of the government's investments in the UK roads. Get in there, M25 junctions! Yes! And the charity Bernardo says the cost of living means many parents are struggling to provide their children with a decent Christmas. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, yes, thanks very much indeed. This weekend it was quite pleasant and it uh, certainly didn't feel like winter. Today, in uh, climate terms, we're starting the first day of winter and it certainly will feel like it. We're going to be cold and cloudy for much of the day today. A top temperature of just 5 or 6 Celsius. As we go through to towards tomorrow, we've got some rain to spread towards us and we'll stay cold and grey right the way through the day once more with a top temperature of 7 Celsius and increasing northerly wind which certainly will make it feel very chilly indeed. Wednesday could be the best day in the forecast with a top temperature of 7 or 8 Celsius and lighter cloud potentially some breaks in the cloud at times but then we'll have a cold night into Thursday and by Thursday and Friday the temperatures really are struggling at 4 or 5 Celsius and a northerly wind making it feel quite raw as well with some nighttime frost. So winter certainly has arrived. Today great Grey, damp at times, and feeling quite cold too. Your world is full of the things that are most important to you. Now the county council's wondering if it can take the buses away too by building bus tunnels underneath. From what's happening in the next street to what's happening in the next town. The fire was at its peak at around nine o'clock when there were 60 firefighters and 20 engines here. You don't want to just know about it. You want to really understand it. It's a busy road, this is, for cyclists. Do you think it should be a legal requirement that cyclists have to wear helmets? Your local news matters on BBC Local Radio, TV and online. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, parents who drop off their children at school in the three counties will know how busy it can be to get by the main entrance unless you abandon the car and walk. Well, a Buckinghamshire mother has received a national award for her part in reducing the number of cars on the school run by encouraging pupils to walk at least some of the way. Kim Key lives in Cheddington and has chaired the Cheddington Combined School Parent Teachers Association. Morning, Kim. Morning. Kim, what did you do to ease parking problems and congestion around uh, Cheddington Combined School? 
Um, well, we tried to do um, more than one thing, um, a few things. Uh, we tried to organise lots of themed walk to, walks to school so it would make it fun for the children to, to get to school. Um, these included, um, we did a pancake flip. Oh. Um, we congered to school. You're a genius. Uh, we did. A t- how old? So how, d- d- how old are these kids that are doing this? Um, they start at um, four, yep. going on five, yep. and they um, they leave when they're eleven. You're so a genius. It's, it's this a is combined great. School. What, what other themed walks did you have? Um, we uh, organise a weekly walk to school where parents can drop their children off, and we all walk together. We're two of those in the village. Yeah. Um, we also uh, encourage them to scoot to school. Um, any any form of sustainable travel. That, I'm not um, so keen on Kim. The kids on those scooters <laughs> flipping yes, it. They're a pain. I know. All, all, all highly trained and um, rules to be had. No, that's good. Um, we. Uh, we also have two park and walk sites in the village, which were agreed by our parish council, um, and then so that means that the, the parents are, are able to park in those places, and then they can walk um, to school from there. Um, yeah, it's, it wasn't just me; it's the whole the whole school community well, got having, on board. Obviously, you got the parents on board. It's good that the parish council kind of uh, th- th- helped out as well. Oh, definitely, yes. But, uh, lots of support, lots of support from everyone at school, from from parents, um, from other people in the village as well. Yes. Were, there, were there any parents, Kim, that kind of like, yeah, do you know what? No, thanks. This sounds like a ridiculous oh, yeah. idea. Well, you always get that. Yeah. You, just have to, you just have to ignore them, except that there's always people that don't want to join in uh, and um, just get, get on with it with the people that do. On an average day, how many kids have you got walking together to school? Um, well, in our latest um, survey, every year you have to do what they call a hands-up survey. Yeah. And in the, la- the latest survey... Um, there was 12.5% um, not coming to school sustainably, so that was 87.5% wow. of children either parking and walking, scooting, cycling, coming on the school bus um, or walking. Isn't um, it? Do you know what? I'm, I'm hearing this thing, and this is a brilliant idea, but I'm also thinking, isn't it sad that you've got to run a scheme to is. do this? Because, yes, you know, I, I, listen, I'm an old man, but this is how kids got to school back in the day. Exactly. They really don't know how lucky they are. And, I mean, for me, um, getting to school in a car w- wouldn't even been an option. No. My parents didn't even have a car, so... Um, but, yeah, especially, you know, in the village. Um, obviously, some people do live outside of the village, yeah. and that's, that's where it's more difficult for them. But most people come, you know, are on board. If they don't do it every day, they will do... Um, it, it, especially when we organise our, our special walks, they they do tend to join in. What's your next special walk? Have you got one planned? Um, well, we try to um, get on the bandwagon of things. Um, as it's coming on with Christmas, we'll yeah. probably have a, um, a Santa stroll. That will probably be our next one. Beautiful. And you won an award as well? Um, I did, yes. I was very lucky, very surprisingly, to win a, um, a national award for my nice. contribution to sustainable travel. But I... I I don't think I, I've done anything special. As I say, it's, it was a whole group effort with, with everyone else at the school. And also um, for Nikki Batkin, I must mention her at, um, at County Hall, um, Bucks County Council. She's, she's just amazing. Cool. She's, she's been my mentor. So. Ka- Kath and I and both got... every other school as well. Kath, Catherine and I both got young kids. This sounds... I can see my boys getting into something like this they and loving it. this. They they would would. Your girls would love it, wouldn't they? Yeah, they walk anyway, but yeah. 
definitely. But if there's kind of a, 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 an air of fun and, it uh, has, and it has you're having to a be laugh. Fun. Yes, it has to be fun. Definitely has to be fun. Kim, I think you're a genius. Thank you for this. Well that's done. all right. There we go. That's Kim Kim. I, I think that's brilliant. Sounds nice, yeah. When I first said that, I kind of thought, oh, well, right, OK. But... It does sound brilliant, it, and it's this kind of thing. You've got five, six, seven-year-old kids. They'd love all that stuff. Even the thrill. They have a thing in my boys' class where you get to be the line leader. Ooh. So it goes alphabetically. So you, you guess every day, it's, you know, it's, it's the next kid on the list. Uh, and he came on the other day and said, Daddy, I was, I was line leader. I said, well, what does that mean? I lead the line. So when they walk from one classroom to another or to the lunch hall, he gets to walk at the front. And they, they love, love it. They love power, don't they? Yeah, they love it. And he, I said, what else do you get to do as line leader? I get to help tidy up. Uh, why don't you on. do that in the house then, son? I'll make you line leader every day. Tidy up in the house, why don't you? I brought in pocket money last week. <laughs> What's the yeah. going rate? Three quid. Six and three? Yeah. Are they getting the same amount? Yeah. That's outrageous. Well, the other one's not really earned her, so I'm not going to mention it to her again. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, my what do they have to do? Make the beds in the morning. Hey. Keep their room tidy. Yep. Well, one's doing it. In fact, I think the eldest one is making the other one's bed as well. Give her a double. I might. Yeah, give her a double. What's the other one? Cry like a baby! <laughs> she doesn't even know what three pounds is. Uh, hang on a minute. Didn't we have an argument about giving kids money? Yeah. So you come round to my way they of thinking. too little then. Well, hang on a minute. But you've come round to my way of thinking. Their room is a proper mess and I'm fed up of doing it. So, so, so I thought I would offer an inducement. So three's not too young, not too little. She's not getting any money because she's not fulfilled her obligations. Dave's in Bedford. Morning, Dave. Morning. What you got for us, boss? I'm uh, just talking about the, um, the Jimmy Stabber in Spectrum Mask. Yeah. I, um... I and so, someone earlier said about it being too soon. I I still think uh, people wearing Hitler costumes, etc., Halloween shouldn't be done at all. Um, so, yeah. But but the weird the weird thing is, I bought a Ralph Harris mask and wore it at Halloween this year. Say that again. So I I, I bought a Ralph Harris mask and yeah. wore it at Halloween this year to a to a private like a house Halloween party. A private house? Why? Why did you? Why? Tell me why you bought it. Do you know what? We were, in all the sort of stories in the news, etc. we were looking at costumes to wear at Halloween, and I don't, I don't know why, but it just seems to me, if you try and dress up and be scary, or, or you take the mick out of a, um, a character from a film, or something like that, and, and a couple of my friends have bought other ones, so I, I got one. I mean, now, sort of listening to what you spoke about this morning, I think... I think doing it was was probably wrong, but at the time it didn't seem... At the time, it, 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 and I'm not saying this to judge you, because I, it was a laugh, wasn't it? Obviously, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the only reason anyone would. I, I don't think, uh, until sort of listening to the last half an hour of the show, that I... I understood what the situation would happen, but I don't think I'd really thought about uh, how it could have potentially affected me. I mean, if I was if I was going out to, to a club or something, I wouldn't have worn it. It was yeah. only because it was a private party. I knew everybody that was yeah. going to it. There was only twenty people there. Cause at that point, it wasn't a big issue. But and I it, think it that's I I kind of think that's all right. If you know that the, the if you know the people there, then it is a laugh. I think. But, and then again, the other argument is, I suppose people are making money out of this, and should yeah. people be able to make money out of such a horrific thing? It's, yeah. it's difficult, it's difficult, because I've done it, it's, it's, a big, it's a big kind of talking point. Dave, listen, thank you very much. Well, what did your mates say, Dave? They thought it was. They thought it was funny. I mean, two of my other friends went as as, um, as uh, Gary Glitter and, and Jimmy Savile. There it we was, go. The Holy Trinity. Yeah, yeah exactly. A reunion, but it's just. <laughs> See, he's, he slipped into the banter. Dave, I, listen. I, thank you for that. I appreciate your honesty. 
I bet the three of them had a cracking night. I bet, you know, they, they were, I bet they had a laugh. Makes you uncomfortable, doesn't it, Catherine? Yeah. Why? If you can answer that. From what we're talking about this morning, a lot more people have had experiences yeah. than they realise. Yeah. And um, because it's so publicised now, people are remembering stuff. I just I've had an email from someone who I won't name, but she's uh, saying that, you know, after the recent scandal, she kind of realised that something that yeah. happened to her was inappropriate. Which is interesting because we've got this text through saying, um, this is from Sharon, this is the only person we've got who's agreeing with uh, Tony or oh, yeah. understanding what Tony meant when he rang up. Yeah. He says, I understand what you'll call a Tony meant. If a child doesn't know something that's happened to them is wrong, how can it cause them trauma? I think a lot of people are realising what went on in the past wasn't on. And that can completely undermine your belief in well, what your childhood was. You can, hang on a second. You can still have something inappropriate happen to you, not realise it's inappropriate, but be, traumat- but be traumatised yeah. by it. OK, so I don't know it's wrong for a, a grown... You know, d- 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 let's put ourselves in a fictional, fictional situation. You're a 10-year-old. You don't know it's wrong for a, a, an adult to touch you down there, but you can still feel shameful and traumatised about it. Of course you can. Whether you know it's because you, it, it's it's a confusing, it's mixed messages. I also know people for whom it was a regular thing and it became normal, and it's only as they're a grown up they realise that other people weren't experiencing oh, that at home. One of the one of Jonathan King's uh, great arguments when he was arrested for having sex with underage boys, 13, 14 year old boys that he groomed was well, if they didn't want it, they wouldn't come back. Well, the fact is that they came back because there was something missing in they were getting attention and affection. Oh, by the way, you got to do this really, really hard thing that you don't like but I'm getting attention and affection uh, and that behaviour then becomes normalised it's an abuse of power by the, 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 the adult 08459 455 555 is the telephone number um, let's take your calls and uh, you can also give us a text 81333 in Stevenage on Monkswood Way, there are delays because it's partially blocked because of a breakdown between St George's Way and the As- and the Roaring Megs roundabout that's causing some delays through there. In Milton Keynes, it's very busy and Standing Way is partially blocked there between the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford and the Kingston roundabout in the roadworks area. There's been an accident involving three vehicles which are causing the problems there. In Watford on Station Road, it's looking very busy out of town just before St Albans Road and looking at the motorways on the A1M southbound, it's very heavy between Junction 8 for Hitchin and Junction 7 for Stevenage and on the M25 clockwise it's queuing between Junction 16 for the M40 and Junction 18 for Chorleywood after lorry broke down there earlier. No reports of any problems on the trains. Samantha Graff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Ah, and suddenly it's 8 o'clock on the first day of December. I need to get me an advent calendar, huh? More of your calls after the news with Lee. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, opposition to new housing for the homeless in St Albans. Major road improvements announced across the UK and parents struggling to pay for the cost of Christmas. BBC Three Counties Radio. Plans to open accommodation for the homeless in St Albans are being criticised by people who live nearby. A former care home in Church Crescent is being turned into rooms for 17 people. Jeff Newman from the homeless charity Emmaus says there's a lot of stigma about the homeless. There's a lot of belief that those that are homeless 
are alcoholics or drug addicts or, or criminals and they are in that position because they're bad people. And that's not the case at all. These shelters and temporary accommodation give you that chance, that, that second chance you desperately need to get yourself back on the, your feet. The government has announced what it's calling the biggest and boldest road-building programme for decades. A third of junctions on the M25 will be improved and a tunnel will be built underneath Stonehenge. The Deputy Prime Minister Nick Clegg, who's at Stonehenge, says he guarantees the work will go ahead. This is a monument that's been around for 3,000 years. The debate sometimes feels as if it's gone on almost as long about how we can protect this World Heritage okay. Site, protect the environment, but also make sure that we have a proper dual carriageway, Expressway all the way down the A303 and A358, joining up with the duelling of the A30 right down into Cornwall so that people can get to the southwest much more quickly. Two teenagers from Luton have been arrested following a suspected phone scam in Hertfordshire. A woman from Elstree had a call saying her bank account had been compromised and needed to hand over her cash card. The two 18-year-olds were arrested on suspicion of fraud and false representation and have been released on police bail. Parents are spending less on themselves to give their children a better Christmas, according to the children's charity Bernardo's. The poll suggests 83% of struggling parents will sacrifice food and winter clothing. Neera Sharma from Bernardo says it's because of the increased cost of living. We've all experienced soaring utility bills, rents, um, and you know many families have seen a cut to their working and non-working benefits. One of the mums we work with said that she wraps a blanket around her daughter and pretends she's Princess Elsa out of Frozen. Their house is so cold and their bills are so high. Technology developed in the three counties for the Rosetta space mission is being used on board future Royal Navy submarines. Scientists from the Open University and BAE Systems worked with the Ministry of Defence on the submarine atmosphere monitoring device. In sport, Tottenham beat Everton 2-1 at White Hart Lane, while a 10-man Manchester City beat Southampton 3-0 to move six points behind Chelsea at the top of the Premiership table. And the weather will be grey and overcast today with the occasional rain or drizzle. Top Temperatures just 7 degrees Celsius, that's 45 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Opening the doors on the biggest advent calendar in beds, hearts and bucks. Let's see who's behind door number one. Gareth Lloyd. My favourite Christmas toy was many years ago when I was a young child. I got this huge pirate ship that took a long time to put together. That certainly was a present that lasted a few days at least. And then the uh, the things I could invent after, once I was bored of the pirate ship and the, uh, the inventions I came up with with all the, uh, the bricks. Building up to Christmas with BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, hey, it's the 1st of December. Have you opened your advent calendars? Have they got chocolate in? I didn't know you could get chocolate ones when I was a kid, and then I found out and I was furious. Mine just had pictures in. Like stars and angels and like a baby or something. Yeah, then they brought the chocolate ones out. Ooh, ooh, last little bit of chocolate. Why did you care to open it then? Because it was we, the 70s. Do you know it's what the 70s were really crap they were rubbish the <laughs> 70s we were excited at a picture yeah. a little picture of a star i said mama got donkey today oh. now you get them with booze in and probably crack 
What's on the show, Catherine? I've not really been paying attention. We're talking about a group of St Albans neighbours who have risen up against plans to um, put a uh, 17 homeless people up temporarily in what used to be a care home in their street. We're also talking about how uh, parents are going without for Christmas. And would you? is there anything wrong with wearing a Rolf Harris mask? It's kind of taken us down a little uh, avenue of, well, hang on a second. Uh, if you touch a 13-year-old kid, that's all right. If they don't know, it's wrong, which is... Yeah. Trust me, that point doesn't come from me. That came from Tony, uh, one of the callers earlier on. It was um, it was an incredible listen. We'll have uh, more of a cause on that. 08459 555 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I had something really important I was going to say and I've completely forgotten it. I'm really not up to speed today. No? I slept in a hotel last night. Which one? Um, uh, let's just say Lenny Henry probably felt a few... It was a premiere in. Mm-hmm. Which, which pillow did you go for? Firm? I go for oh, I go for all the pillows. Oh, really? I just get all the pillows. I have like four pillows I sleep on. Oh, really? Yeah. I just choose the one. Firm every time. <laughs> you like it firm in yeah, bed, do you? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Can't relax otherwise. Okay, well, that's um, everyone's making up their own jokes now, and that's wonderful. Any texts before we crack on? Loads. Oh, have um, we? Yeah. Go on, give, give, give us a few. So, uh, this is mostly arising from, from Tony, from Tony's phone call earlier on. Tony said um, that... No one got physically hurt. No one got, no one got physically hurt in the cases of Jimmy Savile and all these other things, so it doesn't matter. And how can a child be traumatised just by being touched by a grown-up if they don't know it's wrong? It's an interesting point of view. After listening to the caller who thought it's okay to have a little touchy feel... I'm so sorry, I'm just laughing at that part. It's a very serious thing, sorry. He has really strange ethics and I most certainly wouldn't want to take my children anywhere near him. OK, well, we're not here for a second. Let's just try and steer away from, you know, pointing the finger at Tony for anything. He's, you and know. I don't think for a minute he said that there was anything... Well, he didn't say that there was nothing wrong with it. He just said that he didn't understand why someone who was so little that they wouldn't understand what was going on could be traumatised. He would refer to victims as... Victims, in inverted commas. He, he said so-called victims, didn't So-called he? victims, yeah. Um, here we've got an anonymous text here. Were you not told from an early age where or where not to be touched? No, I bad, wasn't. Bad parenting, if you ask me. Well, wow, se- why are we getting angry at the parents? Don't ever go at my mum. It weren't her fault. No, right. no, we, we, the, 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 we weren't in the 70s. We weren't. We were told not to get into cars with people who, wanted, who offered you to go and see their puppies. It was strangers, wasn't it? It was strangers and puppies and sweeties we were, we were told to avoid. Um, so, no. No excuse not to talk about it, even if you didn't want to speak out. If it affected a child that deeply and parents aren't able to pick up on it, then that's an issue with the child and it's bad parenting again. Wow. We're shaming parents of uh, people who've been abused. Is that, that's, is that that's okay? Not, no, that's not okay. That's, 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 that's bang out of order. Cause that's, that's, that's out of order. Um, I'm furious about Mr Touching is okay. What the flip? I was paralysed in the car and couldn't switch off and go into work. Wish I could call and let him know my thoughts, but sadly I must go to work. That's from Dr Watts. It was uh, an unusual um, point of view to take, a very surprising point of view to take, particularly in 2014, particularly after, you know, the last two years of news that we've had in terms of victims coming forward uh, and speaking out. And I don't buy this thing as well about, um, well, guys, come on, they were 12 and it happened 50 years ago. Well, sometimes it takes 50 years for that, that, that trauma to work itself to a point where you can come out and talk about it. Or for you to realise that it wasn't happening in everyone's house. 
08459 455 555. We'll do some more text in a bit. I prefer your calls on this, though, because we can have a little chitty chat about it. Now, on to other things. What do you get if you suggest putting up 17 homeless people in an empty care home in St Albans? 150 furious locals. That's what you get. They're fighting proposals to turn the Victorian house in Church Crescent into a home for people who've made a homeless application to the council. Well, Elliot Batchman lives opposite the proposed site and joins me now. Morning, Elliot. What's your beef? Good morning. Um, well, it's, I mean, obviously I'm just going to sort of tackle the homeless part there. It's easy to, to title it under, you know, it's, it's a push from the neighbourhood to say, look, we don't want homeless people in the, in the vicinity, which is not true. Um, and the overall, scale, the overall problem with this is that the scale and the size of what's being proposed here is that it's a house of multiple occupancy for 17 people. Now, there's plenty of documentation around that has obviously been led by government as well that uh, is centred around houses of multiple occupancy. And this is, uh, just to clarify, a house of multiple occupancy can be, or is, is usually, between three and six people that are unrelated. Now, this is for 17 people. This is, this is a supersize HMO. Um, and, of course, closely associated with this documentation that's out there, obviously, on the internet and in government, government reports, is obviously the associated crime that goes hand in hand with all of this. Um, not saying that everybody, and obviously I'm not tying everybody with the same brush, saying that you know all homeless people or people in need um, will, be, will bring problems to the neighbourhood. But there's a high, probably a high chance and probability that the dynamic and the, and the sort of the overall family-led ethos of the neighbourhood will change beyond recognition. I don't know what you mean, family-led ethos. What does that mean? It's predominantly, uh, the neighbourhood, obviously, I, I, I'm sure you're not aware, but it's, 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 a, uh, it's predominantly a neighbourhood with families, um, it's sort of the elderly residents and the people that have settled within, within that sort of family-orientated part of St Albans. Right. So why would, why would having uh, uh, homeless people, uh, people who are trying to stop being homeless, cause a problem there, in that like respect? Like I said, it's not about stopping people being homeless. This is not what our... What our uh, no, but why would that cause a problem in is, terms of the family ethos? If you let me finish, it's not about actually... Uh, what we're saying is not about... It's not targeted at the homeless. It's about the, the, uh, the, the scale, the scale okay. and the size of this, this HMO. Why would that, back to the point you just raised, why would that affect the family ethos of the street? Um, well, like I said, there's a lot of documentation and a lot of, um, you know, stuff that's available readily on the internet that details the impact and the negative impact that this type of... Uh, well, could you tell me the negative impact on the family ethos of the street? Well, as I said, you know, there's the, ra- the, the potential rise in crime and, it's, and things like that. But also there's something that should also be focused on, which is much more personal. Is, is this the about the, 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 this about the family the, ethos? The I really want to focus on this point, Elliot. And we can, hang, we got, on, hang on two seconds. No, look, two I'd seconds. like you to answer this one question, then we can move on. You've mentioned the family ethos. I still don't understand yeah. how this will change the family ethos. Well, I mean, for example, there was, there's, uh, we, we, have, we have other um, social housing elements within our neighbourhood as well. And there was a, uh, it's a smaller scale, it's obviously, it's just centred around two families. And over the, and there was an issue with this, this property over the last year. And people who have families in that, in, near to that house had their children witnessing a husband dragging his wife out by her hair in a domestic, drunken, violent altercation. Right. That poor woman. Uh, I, I think you could say absolutely more than poor woman. Yeah, so I don't understand. Yeah, so that 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 that's bad. That could happen in my. That could happen anyone. That could happen in, in in my street. I don't. Yes, but like I said, when you've got seventeen people, you know, cheek by jowl in a, in, a, in an establishment that doesn't have enough facilities in terms of toilets and bathrooms to have those for those individuals in not... that property, then there's. there's I don't a understand the point that... of the woman being beaten up. That sounds like a horrific incident. But but but, but what's that got to well, do with the, well, the if homeless? If you let me finish, if you let me finish, then obviously I would say. But go on then, finish. Um, 
in terms of the what's what the, the the chances of the the you know, the overall rise in crime and or antisocial behaviour that would be led potentially by the people that have have would have associated problems by their nature of being. So you didn't want to see that happen. Problems. That's that's the thing. You didn't want to well, see a woman. We do want to see it happen. No, but I don't know what the solution is. That could happen. In, that could happen in my street. That could happen anywhere. I don't. I don't quite get the point. I don't quite get the point of a, a woman being abused by her husband. How that's connected to homeless people? Well, again, again like I said, we were not, I wasn't actually targeting the homeless. It's you that's leading this and targeting. Well, it's, it's homeless, homeless people. It's homeless people that will be living there, Elliot. So, so obviously, it, it is. It is. Yes, I don't see the connection. I don't see. It's a rather ambiguous title to put it across. I don't see. People. Okay, so know, what other people? Do you know what the eligibility criteria would be for? for yes, we do. Catherine, have you got the elig- eligibility criteria? People who made an application um, for, to the council for homelessness, aren't they? So the sort of people what? would be a woman fleeing abuse, a kid who's uh, come out of the care system, someone who couldn't pay their rent and has been made homeless. True, and or and obviously associated with that as well is the people that have a connection with St Albans over the last five years via a job or family. So it could be people that haven't actually been in the local re- the local area for for a considerable time. Elliot, your 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 concern isn't the fact that these aren't locals. Come on now, that's not really your no, concern. No, I'm, say, I'm saying that how it's not about not being local. It's actually about you know you're kind of importing a homeless homeless potential homeless problem into the area. Okay, so ah, so it's importing homelessness is the problem. No, there's no. It's easy to take snippets from what I'm saying. And, well, and I'm, 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 I'm saying this, to... I'm repeating a sentence that you've said earlier. It's not taking snippets. Yes. I'm not. I'm not manipulating course, you. You're saying these things. Of course, there is a concern that then it is importing a, a problem into the area that may not necessarily be there. But also at the same time, you're you know you're neglecting. So they're a problem. They're a problem. Who's a problem? Well, you just said importing a problem into the area, so these homeless people are a problem. I said potentially. There's a potential for that, for under their criteria, to import a, import a, a problem into the area. OK, so homeless people are a problem that you don't want in your I, street. I didn't say that. Look, I'm not being funny. I didn't say that. And yeah, I'm, I'm just being, repeating... I'm, being... I'm repeating the words no, 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 back no. to you that you're saying. So no, what's, the prob- what's the problem, I then? Say, I didn't say the homeless people were a problem. What's I the not problem, then? What's the... I, I know, and you're... And I, I'm, I, can I just say, I'm, re- <laughs> I'm slightly suspicious as well at, the, at the, the number of times you're pointing out that you're not saying that the homeless people are a problem. Well, Me think the lady have... doth protest too much. Well, I, well, for one, I'm not a lady, and for two, I'm not protesting. I'm trying to put a, a well-reasoned argument across to you. You haven't done it yet, concerned. Elliot. So let's let's start again. What 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 is the argument? Apart, apart from the fact that you don't that you, you claim that the, if it was a house of multiple occupancy that, that that had eight people, would you be happy with that? Well, that's yet to be discussed. We haven't seen any alternative proposal from the. Would you be happy? Would you be happy with that? You said that seventeen as, is too as many. I, as I said, as I said, we haven't seen a proposal. No, no, in no. any change of form. There is no proposal um, for it. Let's. Let, you've said there seventeen. There is a proposal for it. This you've, is what we're discussing. You've said seventeen is too many. Let's say. Let's try and work it out. Would, would eight be? Would eight be okay? Well, like I said, that proposal hasn't been put forward. If that was to, if that was to change, and anything was changed via the council or from the housing association, we'd be interested in hearing it. Would eight, would eight be okay? Your, your knee jerk. Uh, you said that eight is too, uh, seventeen is too many. Would, would would six be okay? Again, like I said, it's a question of actually seeing what the proposal would be, how the Elliot. facilities would be changed, what would be available to the community Elliot. in terms of support from the housing association. So it's important to have a whole rounded thing of what okay. that. So would be six entail. wouldn't be okay. I haven't said that. As I said, it's about that. Could you answer the question, Elliot? Would six be okay? I have answered the question. I have not with the greatest respect. Can I put it to you? You're worried uh, having homeless people in your street and that your house prices will drop. 
Uh, well, that's obviously a rather easy sort of headline to grab. Well, actually, it's a question. You know, if, you know, if you knew the area, then obviously you would be aware of the other sensitive uh, facilities no. that are on the streets in terms of mental care facilities and mental Would you health answer the question? Are you a worried? Leading, a leading childcare yeah. A leading childcare centre on the streets and also yeah. a nursery school. There are other a nursery things. school, there having a nursery things. school isn't going to lower the price of your property, is it? This is not what we're discussing, and I wasn't actually bringing in the house, the house prices into it. This is no, not I, me. No, I, I am. I'm asking, it, I'm asking it, the direct not, question. I'm asking no, you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There are bigger and more important issues are than you, asking me about my personal opinion on property prices. Are you worried that having a homeless uh, centre like this opposite your house will lower your property prices? That is not what I'm here to talk about. Well, are you yes or no? I don't have to answer that. It's not what I'm here to talk about. It's not well, important in the are... overall scheme. There's 150 people that turned up to this meeting. Who may be worried about their house prices with, dropping. No, with concerns no, about the area. There's no of in that, Elliot. Well, I, I'm sorry. I don't think it's important in this discussion. Well, it, it, it is important because it could be argued that this is just NIMBYism based on well, house prices. Well, there you go. This is where you're trying to back me into a corner to I'm accuse asking me you a direct of, question, of being mate. Well, I'm no, asking you a question. I'm, 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 answering it, I'm answering it directly. So you're, 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 not bothered, you're not bothered about house prices? I think there are other facilities on our street that actually highlight the fact that we cannot be accused of being NIMBYs in this situation. So you this are bothered about, about house prices? Scale. This is about... No, I haven't said that. Well, are you a yes or no, Elliot? I don't know why you're... Going, to. Well, you can keep pushing. I'm not going to be drawn on the topic of house prices. Why I not? Think there are more important, more important things with regards to this proposal than my feeling about the local house prices in St. in St Albans. I'm not asking about local house prices in St Albans. I'm asking a direct question. I don't know why well, you're asking. I've answered. You haven't, Elliot, because it's a yes I or no have. question. Uh, well, are it's, you... not, it's a yes or no question in your opinion. But I, I'm sorry. In this discussion and the importance of this discussion for the local neighbourhood. The, the, the prices of houses is not the one thing that's come up as the, as the important thing. It's about people live there. They've lived there for many years, decades. Some, some residents have been there for eight decades. It's much more important than it goes beyond the scope of actually including house prices in this discussion. So house prices have not been mentioned once in the conversations you've had? No. This is about proposals so and the, the proposal the, the, for the building and the suitability for the neighbourhood and the, the fact that it can be detrimental to the vulnerable people that are already already living within the neighbourhood. Why, why is it detrimental? To, to, which vulnerable people are you referring to and why would it be detrimental to them? Oh, well, this is such a long and ambiguous... You know, well, not ambiguous, it's a long and sort of winding thing to discuss. You've, um, just, me- you've, just, mentioned, you've just mentioned the vulnerable people and how this would be detrimental to them. Elliot, you, surely well, you expect me to pursue them. Who are the vulnerable I'm, people? Well, no, sure. feel, feel free to pursue it. But as I said, is that, that, as I previously mentioned, there's, a, there's a, uh, a, a secure mental health facility in, on the street already. There's a leading, district-leading, led by the council, child care facility. And as also, as I mentioned, the, the nursery school at the end of the road. And there's also an infant school not far by, not so, far so from So the it. children are the vulnerable people. Home. So the children... Well, I'm confused as to who the vulnerable people yeah, as, are. As from your previous article, which I oh, item, which I didn't hear because I was commuting to work, but what you were chatting about is that so, you know, with, with, with strange sort of sentiments with regards to what's appropriate with, with behaviour with towards children. So there's, there's also... There's, there runs the risk of a, a major incident occurring if there's not a clear cut eligibility criteria and also the monitoring of these people and where you know what they're doing the ceo of high town has actually said that once the, the residents are past the gateposts, he has no control and they can do what they like and there's also an element of what he mentioned in a public meeting with regards to what he considers but, um, but, acceptable in terms of illegal drug use but 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 there could be a paedophile living in my street. There could be a drug user living in the house opposite me. You're worried that paedophiles are going to move in. I haven't said that. 
Elliot, please stop. I haven't said that. Elliot, please don't. No, what you're doing is you're hinting uh, no, at no, stuff. No, and then no, you're no, worried. I'm not hinting, I'm not hinting You've at brought anything. up child I'm abuse. Not, You've brought I'm, up I'm, child I'm, abuse. I'm, I'm in relation to a previous item that you've So you're worried that paedophiles might move in? No, I'm not saying that. Then why did, bring up, why did you bring up child abuse? Look, I'm sorry. I don't find, I don't feel that this is actually helping or, or getting the proposal and the discussion out into the public domain in a suitable fashion. I'm saying that there's a risk. But why did you element. mention child abuse? If you're I not said, worried that paedophiles might move in? I said there's a risk and an element of people moving in that um, we're not sure where, they, you know, what's, what's, what's their background, their past. That's the same, when, that's the same when anybody buys a house. Well, this is true, but then there's not 17 people living in a house, is there? And there's not 17 unrelated people. And as I mentioned as well, that there are there's well-documented cases in the media, on the internet, in government reports about the negative impact of a super HMO of this scale. The it, council... It, this is a quiet residential street in, in St Albans. I've got a and statement... This is, what, this is what the discussion... statement about. from the council. They say that they assess each individual case before placing someone into each home so that they could ensure the location was suitable and they said that high-risk cases would not be referred to St Clair's. So that's that problem out of the way. Well, you say that, but then so are they saying that they have a facility that's available and then because there's no... because maybe they have an influx of people that aren't suitable to go there, but there's no space to put them anybody anywhere else. High-risk cases... There's a, there's a creep, there's a situation... High-risk cases, high cases would not be referred to St Clair's. So that's that problem solved. OK, but so how does that get, how does that get policed and registered? Well, they would. They would. They would assess. I'll read it again. They. They. Oh, will no, ass- I heard the first time. Thank you. Okay, so they're going to assess each individual case. High risk cases would not be referred to St Clair's. I don't understand where the ambiguity is there. Well, that's what they're saying now. Is that is that cast in stone? Is how does that get policed in terms of? In going forward, is there an element of creep where this can change over time without the residents of the local neighbourhood being aware of it? And all of a sudden you end up with a situation that becomes very, very different from what the proposal is at present and or going forward. It's, it's, it's something that needs a lot more debate. It's something that needs to be um, discussed openly with the residents as well. And, and I think the fact that, or actually I don't think, I know from the fact that there was a huge amount, of, an unprecedented turnout at the council meeting last week, Obviously, there's a huge amount of uh, feeling and, uh, and necessity to discuss this further with the local community. You're never going to be convinced that it's a good idea, are you, Elliot? I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm not convinced by this HMO, this super HMO with 17 people. With not, there's definitely there's not enough facilities for these people. So the dignity of these people living there comes into question. Um, so you're I'm, not cons- I'm Elliot, not, you're not concerned not, about the I'm, dignity of the people living there. You're concerned about your street, as you I'll, said. Well, actually, you're making a personal judgment on what I feel, and uh, I find that quite Well, rude. you've just said it's about your street, and it's about the people living in your street. You, you, come on, Elliot. The dignity of the no, people... No, no. They are, these no, people are homeless people who are... You can turn my words no, Elliot, you like. Elliot. You can talk over me, because obviously I mean, it's your choice. But there is a dignity aspect that comes into They're people living, living in shop doorways, Elliot. They're living. No. It, they're sleeping. In, we spoke to a fellow who was sleeping on the roof of a car park. I, I think there'll be more dignity in sleeping in a house that's only got a few toilets. Well, I disagree because it's a mixed. It's a mixed sex <laughs> facility. There's a potential for newborn children to be in there as well. And you know, rather I'm than sorry. living living on the street, do you not see that it's it, it's not the greatest option for them? But yeah, it's but a I better option than sleeping be in a doorway. I mean, obviously, I can't comment on whether, you know, where the, where the people have come from, whether they've been freshly kicked out of family homes or they've been sleeping in shop, but always, I don't know. And um, the difference would be? Well, I don't know. 
Okay. I don't know what I don't know what that person what, what those people were with their background and where they would come from. Their and background is, is they we, haven't got anywhere is, to this live. This is where we rely on on the, on the eligibility criteria from. Well, the background from, is they haven't the got anywhere to live. From the housing association. The background is they haven't got anywhere to live. So surely no. a house where they're sharing a few toilets is better than nowhere, isn't it? So, th- so I mean, dignity I, I guess is... there, there is an argument for that, but then also at the same time, the council have also said that they have enough properties to to, um, to house the people that have homeless needs already, but they they don't want to put them into their one bedroom units because they find that they they stay they stay in those facilities too long and they can't move them on. Here's the thing: if there was a, 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 one of these units uh, properties built opposite me, do you know what my knee jerk reaction would be? One of my, my first thoughts would be to think about how it would affect the price of my property. Well, that's your choice. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It's one I mean, of the first things. First, the first knee-jerk reaction from the local... One of the first. With, with regard to this. The, no, you said yours was the no, first. No, I said that's one of the first. first. No, no, you didn't. You said uh, Elliot, the first. Elliot, I'm I sorry, you said the first. Elliot, I corrected anyway, myself. However, Elliot, no, however, hang on, however, Elliot, Elliot. No, 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 I'm no. sorry, I'm not going to accept that. However, Elliot, I said... No, however, the first... Okay, I can say this categorically, however, the first... Okay, we've got it on tape, so we can play it The first knee-jerk reaction to this situation was actually the overall security and sentiment for the vulnerable and, and, and other residents within the oh, no, you said you're worried the paedophiles might move in. in. Well, One of the first, if I'm I sorry, didn't... I'm, not, I'm, I'm ever so sorry, but um, I, I do have to... I am, I am at work. Why are you so to reluctant to... to, to uh, OK, I'm yes or no? Last question, last question. Are you worried about the impact this will have on the price of your property? Yes or no? That is not, not an important concern for me at the moment. So you're not worried about the impact it will have on your property no, in I terms of price? I think there's a bigger discussion to be had with regards to the overall scale... I'm really surprised you won't answer that question. Place. It's a yes or no well, question. I, well, I, you can be surprised all you like, but as far as you I'm don't concerned, want to answer it. There, there are other concerns and for the greater good of the neighbourhood okay. than the individual property price. So you're, you're not concerned about the price of your property, the impact this will have on the price of your property. You're not concerned at all. Like, like I said, I'm concerned about, and, and as, with others, about the overall impact of this scale of super HMO on the neighbourhood that we live in. OK. Elliot, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Elliot Batchman there. Um, my, one of my first knee-jerk reactions, if I didn't say one of my first, apologies... One of my first knee-jerk reactions would be to be concerned about the, the property, the price of my property. OK. Um, I don't think I was being particularly harsh then. I was doing my soft voice. Did you notice? It was my soft voice. Uh, 08459 Louise! Yo, Louise, you used to live uh, uh, on this street, Church Crescent, is that right? Number 33, Church Crescent. What do you think about what you just heard? That annoying me with that man. I would like to know how long he lived there and if he built Church Crescent. Why? Why would that because, have? A, 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 why would that be important? Yeah, because in 1963 I lived in Church Crescent, and the people that were in Church Crescent were just trying to tolerate the foreigners until they get to know that the foreigners wouldn't, wasn't delinquents. Are you including yourself as one of the foreigners? Yes. Whereabouts are you from, Louise? I'm from Barbados. OK, and were you kind of viewed with suspicion? Yes. Hmm. Who's, who, <laughs> answer that bloody phone. Uh, so what are you saying? Are, are, you, are you saying, Louise, that, uh, that there's a, an element of snobbery about the place? Well, it seems so, no. It wasn't snobbery then. It was just that the people didn't know 
the, the foreigners that the government bring into the country, yeah. and, and because they were a different color from them, they weren't waiting to get to know them. Well, he now is assuming because the people is on the street with nowhere to live, that something terribly wrong with them. They're human beings. There's nothing I can say to that, Louise. You, you, you've summed up what uh, you've summed it up uh, in in thirty seconds. What I was trying to do in twenty minutes. Right. Thank you, Louise. Nice to talk to you. You're welcome. Give us a call again from your strange phony echo chamber. <laughs> Thank you, Louise. I don't know. Was I harsh on Elliot there? I don't think so. I, I, I was trying to. Um, th- th- I was trying to question him. I don't think I was particularly harsh. You, you may disagree. If you do, you can give me a call. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Kath, have we got any uh, texts before we uh, go to Trav? Let's have a look. I was and, so uh, up with that. Let's see. Um, yes. <laughs> oh. Mm. NIMBY's been used a lot. Um, here's one. Uh, Elliot's worldview is shocking and offensive. He seems to think homeless people are troublemakers, thieves, child abusers and will bring domestic violence to the neighbourhood. This is unfair to say and disappointing to her. Here, that's from Mon. Um, Barry says, of course homeless people are a problem, a problem that society should help eradicate. It's everyone's responsibility to help where they can and having them live in your street is far better than having you sleep on your doorstep or in your garden shed. 0845... Thank you, Catherine. 08459 455 555... Hang on a second, hang on a second, hang on a second, hang on a second. Here we go. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there's reports that the entry slip road is closed at Junction 10 for the M1 Luton Airport Spur Road because of an accident. And on the M25 clockwise, it's queuing between Junction 16 for the M40 and Junction 18 for Chorleywood after a lorry broke down. The recovery work is happening at the moment to clear that. In Milton Keynes on the A421 standing way, it's partially blocked between the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford and the Kingston roundabout through the roadworks after an accident there. And in Stevenage on North Road, if you're travelling, well, if you're travelling between Gravely and Stevenage North Road is closed and it's very slow around there as well because of an accident at the junction for Gravely Road. But on Monksford Way, between uh, it's easing off between the Asda, Asda roundabout and the Roaring Megs roundabout after a breakdown there earlier on. In Royston on the A10 Melbourne Road, it's very busy around King James's Way at the roundabouts by the Town Hall. There's no reports of any problems though on the trains. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Let's get the Lee, uh, news with Lee. Let's get the Lee with Lee, and then we'll take your calls. Oh eight four five. Oh, those are cheeky. Little giggle there. 08459 four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past eight. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines. Plans to open accommodation for the homeless in St Albans are being criticised by people who live nearby. A former care home in Church Crescent is being turned into rooms for 17 people. A £15 billion plan to improve the UK's road network is being confirmed by the government today. It includes improvements to a third of junctions on the M25. And parents are spending less on themselves to give their children a better Christmas, according to the children's charity Bernardo's. The poll suggests many struggling parents will sacrifice food and winter clothing. The weather will be grey and overcast with the occasional rain or drizzle. Top temperatures just 7 degrees Celsius. That's 45 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
In the Premier League, Tottenham came from a goal down to beat Everton 2-1 at White Hart Lane. A 10-man Manchester City beat Southampton 3-0 to move six points behind Chelsea at the top of the table. Midfielder Yaya Torre says they'll do everything they can to catch Jose Mourinho's side. It's not easier and for us you just have to continue to do the job, you know, because we have a terrific squad, we have the experienced players as well. We've been able to leave, win this league twice and we knew how it was going to be tough. But the most important thing is we don't have to give up, you know, continue to work hard. We have a fantastic team when we have the ball, but sometimes you need some time a little bit to fight and try to be strong defensively and offensively. There were wins for the MK Dons, Luton Town, Wickham and a draw for Stevenage, but it's four defeats in a row for Watford after going down 1-0 to Cardiff in the Championship. Hornets boss Slavisa Djukanovic says fans expect better results. Watford supporters uh, before the me and going to be many years after the, the me. It's not a question about uh, one guy or another guy. And really it's time for... Uh, for apologise for our uh, our side because we are we are last game especially not in level what they expect of us. Ronnie O'Sullivan's through to the third round of the UK Snooker Championship. The five-time world champion is playing in the tournament despite having a broken left foot. After beating Peter Lyons by six frames to three, he criticised the quality of the table and playing conditions. The cushions are just bouncing. I mean, they're just going on at, say, one mile an hour and coming off at three, you know, and during the match, I'm thinking, just try not use any cushions. And then I'm out there and I'm thinking... I'm in the second biggest tournament we play and I'm, I'm thinking of not using cushions and I've got my foot broken and I'm just thinking, oh, maybe this would be a good time to lose. But, you know, your instinct kicks in and you battle on and you try and do your best. And the former Red Bull driver Mark Webber has been injured in a crash in a World Endurance Championship race in Brazil. A statement on Webber's website said he was awake and having further medical checks. That's BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at nine o'clock. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. And that's how you do it, Jonathan. Izzy Wizzy, let's get busy. Oh, excuse me? It's Darth Vader. To celebrate the release of the new Star Wars trailer, you're doing a Darth Vader impression. Don't uh, don't get me too excited, because I feel my voice is only just clinging on. Mate, you, I told you the week before, and you ignored my advice. Oh. Go for, go for a cheeky little steam. <laughs> cheeky little steam. I know. You're I losing d- that. By the end of the show, there'll be no JVS. I, uh, I've now had man flu for, I believe it's three weeks. Wow, tough guy. And I was told yesterday, I, I tweeted to ask how long can I expect. Apparently, this particular strain of man flu, it's very vicious. Don't lean towards me, please. And a- don't spit. Apparently, it lasts for four weeks. Wow, I've got one more week to go. One more, one more week. Your voice won't last a week. You I bet you won't be in on Wednesday. Oh, thanks a lot. Well, it's a pleasure. Something for everyone. Look, to look forward, forward to hearing to. Uh, either Tim or David Prever <laughs> on Wednesday. <laughs> Doing some bloody uh, decent radio at last. Uh, What's on your show today? Because I don't want you in the studio with me. You ca- horrible ca- lady. You are actually leaning away from me. I can't afford me. to get another cold. Yeah, but I'm probably not contagious now, am I? Give us a kiss then. I was contagious a couple of weeks ago. Oh. Now I'm... People, you know. I, I often say that when, I, when I'm ill, and I'm probably still contagious, though. Oh, don't worry, I'm not contagious. Yes, but I think I'd only give you something just, if I was to, to kiss you or embrace you. Just read what's on that paper and get out. 
Uh, we're talking about Black Friday on the uh, on the big phone. Cyber Monday today. I know, I know, but I still haven't quite got over these scenes that were on the news on Friday. I mean, for goodness sake, punching, kicking and biting just some of the moves used by shoppers as they wrestled their way the through, through retail outlets <laughs> to bag pre-Christmas bargains on what's known as Black Friday. BBC Three Counties Radio's reporter Justin Dealey, as you know, heard from shoppers at a Bedfordshire Tesco who'd witnessed customers fighting in the aisles and biting one another. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Whilst videos online show shoppers in a branch of Asda pulling each other to the ground over discounted flat screen TVs. In Manchester, the police criticised retailers for not hiring sufficient security as they were called to protect shoppers, whilst locally the Bishop of Buckingham has condemned Black Friday as showing the ugly side of human nature. Well, from nine this morning, I'd like your views on this. Considering the violence and the chaos caused by the Black Friday sales, I'd like to know whether you think Black Friday should be banned from now on. 08459 455 555. I'd love your call from nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 We've been a couple of questions. Firstly, um, we've had some cracking calls this morning. Thank you. Not many calls, but the calls you've had have been quality. Uh, the first thing, we're talking about these um, Jimmy Savile, Rolf Harris, Stuart Hall, Dave Lee Travis masks... Um, 800 people bought a cutout of shamed TV star Rolf Harris, according to um, uh, The Sun. Doesn't say over what period. Um, would you buy one? Is there anything wrong with it? We spoke to a caller who wore a Rolf Harris mask, mask to a party. His mates were um, went as uh, Jimmy Savile and Gary Glitter. Now, I mean, it's tasteless, isn't it? But harmless? 08459 455 555. And um, just before... The, uh, before Jonathan, we spoke to uh, Elliot Batchman, who is um, uh, campaigning against. Um, well, I don't know what, what. What's the term for this? It's, it's not uh, the homeless shelter, is it? No, it's temporary accommodation. So it's people who are in between. So um, they've made an application to the council. It may be that they're being made homeless from um, accommodation they're already in. Yeah. It may be that they need emergency accommodation, such as you know people who are fleeing abusive relationships. Um, so there's a variety of people, but they're saying that the highest risk cases will not be placed there. And uh, the, the gentleman we spoke to, this will be opposite his house, and he was uh, quite uh, strongly uh, believed that this shouldn't be built here, partly because of the dignity of the people living in there. Well, I su- suggest if, if, if they've just been kicked out of their home by their parents or they've been living in a shop doorway or dossing down in hostels or friends' sofas, I suspect their dignity is, is, is pretty low and they won't be that bothered about having to share a toilet with five other people. We've just had um, a text through from Gemma and Leighton Buzzard who says, my mum is about to be made homeless due to the breakdown of her marriage a few years ago. She's a respectable mother who is disabled so needs a bit of help with housing. She can no longer afford the house she rents and is struggling to get a council place so now she needs to be declared homeless before she's housed. It's snobbery by people like Elliot who make sure that some people are having a miserable Christmas. What a narrow-minded person. That's according to Gemma. Let uh, me quickly go to Tony, because I know Tony's line isn't particularly great. Morning, Tony. Good morning. Tony, what have you got for us? Well, I'm homeless, and I have been for 27 years. Oh. oh do, you know what, do you know what my question was going to be, then? Where yeah. do, where, and it still stands, actually. It sounds like a silly question to ask a homeless man, but it still stands. Where do you live? On the streets. How? Well, how? 
For 27 years? For 27 years. Tell me, tell me, how, tell me how you ended up being homeless and why you're p- continuing to pursue it. Um, it started because um, I did have a job and I did have a nice little flat. Yeah. And my uncle got cancer. So he, he was too embarrassed because he had cancer of the, uh, the pancreas. And you know what happens with that. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Horrible so disease. I had, I had to go round in the mornings, wash him, wash his bed in, yeah. make him comfortable, make sure he had his breakfast. And uh, I did this three times a day. So he got too much and I gave up my flats and in the end gave up my job to move in with him to become a twenty four hour carer. Yeah. And then unfortunately when he died, uh, the council turned around and said my name was not on the rent book. So I couldn't um take his flat and all he offered me was a hostel down the road and um, I'm not an alcoholic or a junkie or anything like that. So I refused it. And I decided to become homeless. And it's the best thing I ever did. That's an unusual uh, the, the turn of events. Why is it the best thing you ever did? Well, I've walked Great Britain twice, round the coastline, Dover to Dover. Yeah. I've done most of the long-distance walks in Great Britain. You're not the naked rambler, are you, Tony? No, no, oh, no, okay, no. Okay, good, no. good. You, you wear clothes. That's good, that's good. <laughs> it's a bit too chilly for that. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and uh, I've never signed on in my life. Okay, where did you sleep last night? Well, I... Uh, Unfortunately, I'm staying with Tony on the boat at the moment. Oh, okay. So you're on a boat. Yeah. Okay. And well, uh, well where well, did you my... where do you normally sleep then? Oh, anywhere. I make my own bivy in the woods. Make a fire. Quite comfortable. How come you've got a phone? This is Tony's phone. Right. Okay. So who are you? I'm Tony. I got. Just... I'm the. They're two Tonys. Yeah, there's Tony from Chertsey. Oh, flipping heck, now you're confusing me. I can't, I can't <laughs> deal with people who've got the same name. <laughs> so you're... T- can I call you Tony too? Don't take... Uh, uh, OK. Yeah. So, so what do you do for food then, normally, apart from when you're with Tony One? Well, that's a good thing about Tesco's and Sainsbury's. You go skipping. Oh, so, OK. So you go around... Uh, when all the shops are shop, you jump in the bins and, and all the food they've chucked out? Yeah. All the fresh and food on the top. And you've survived like that for 27 years? Yes. <laughs> One thing I was going to say to that gentleman yeah. who was on, yeah. you know, complaining about homeless people moving in the area. Yeah. What he doesn't realise is the homeless people that are moving into that accommodation, they don't know the people in the area yeah. that they're going to be meeting. So it's... Oh, they, so the people moving into that ha- that 17 occupancy house, they, they could be suspicious about the people they're going to meet. Tony, thank you very much indeed. That's an interesting story. I'm scratching my head, literally, because I've got an itch, and metaphorically. We've got some more texts. Yeah, we have. This one's from Tim in Marston Mortain. Thank you, Tony. Morning, Ian. Morning, Tim. I lived in St Albans for 30 years and for several years lived in Folly Lane, which is next to Church Crescent. The houses in Church Crescent are large Victorian houses and are 10 minutes from the town centre, so very expensive. It's all about their house prices dropping, having homeless living in their street. That's uh, Tim's opinion. Andy's tweeted me. Nobody wants a load of hobos, alkies and druggies moving into their streets. Nothing wrong with being a NIMBY here. And do you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with NIMBYism. If you haven't got a good... And I'm not talking about Elliot here, I'm just talking in general. 
because we talked talk to lots of people who don't want a, a, a wind turbine at the end of their street or don't want whatever, OK? And they come up with all these arguments about salam, saving salamanders and the natural resources and all of this stuff. If you haven't got a good argument... There's nothing wrong with saying, do you know what, I don't want it here. It's funny you say that because Steve sent a text message through. He says, NIMBYism is important in order to challenge the powerful from doing as they please. If yep. Elliot and similar people just admit that NIMBYism is part of the issue, they could advance their argument better. And we don't know that. I, I kind of picked up from Elliot that may be the case. We don't know. He, he strongly d- d- disputes that and that's fine. But uh, do you know what, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with putting your hand up saying, do you know what? I don't want it in my street. I don't want it, I don't want it in my part of the town. I'm worried about my kids' safety. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with saying that. I don't think it would look. I don't think it would look particularly nice in my street. You, you should be allowed to say that. It's not the strongest argument, and it might not necessarily get you very far. But there's nothing wrong with that. I'm kind of, I'm kind of pro NIMBY, really. If they come out and say, I don't want it here. I've no, I have no strong argument for it. I've got a few concerns that I'm not totally sure about. I just don't want it here. But NIMBY's become a derogatory term. It has, I think hasn't it? More people just went, yeah, I am. And wouldn't you be? Nimby and do-gooder. Do-gooder. What's wrong with Oh, these blooming do-gooders. What's wrong with being a do-gooder? I'd love to be called a do-gooder. Imagine doing good. Wouldn't that be great? Let's, we should, there, there's something in this, in supporting the NIMBY that comes out and just says, yeah, I don't, I don't want it here. I haven't got a very strong argument. I've got a few kind of prejudices. I, I just don't want it here. I'm worried about X, Y and yeah. indeed Z. <laughs> he went all mag then. X, Y and, and indeed, indeed Z. Z. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, still, still seeing some serious problems on the M25 clockwise. There are severe delays between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and uh, 19 for the M25 after the breakdown there. Well, that's where the breakdown is. The queues are at the moment reaching Junction 15 for the M4. Looking at the M1 northbound, and there's a lane blocked at the end exit slip road at Junction 10 for the M1 Luton Airport Spur Road. That's causing some queues. In Stevenage, North Road is closed because of an accident at Gravely Road, so that's affecting people travelling between Gravely Road and Stevenage. And in Milton Keynes on the A4, Two on Standing Way that's partially blocked in both directions because of an accident involving three vehicles between the M1 Junction 13 at Bedford and the Kingston Roundabout through the roadworks there. Having a look at the speed sensors in High Wycombe and the Abbey Way flyover is looking very heavy in both directions past the University at the bottom of Marlow Hill, but no reports of any problems at the moment on the trains. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Who came through the door, Samantha? Oh, I think it was somebody else reading the travel. You've got really noisy doors there. <laughs> An excellent. Maybe we should sort that out. Sort out the door. Thank you, Samantha. Right, it's 8.46. These are your headlines on Monday the 1st of December. There's opposition to a former care home in St Albans being turned into accommodation for the homeless. A third of junctions on the M25 will be improved as part of the government's road schemes. And the charity Bernardo says the cost of living means many parents are struggling to provide their children with a decent Christmas. Let's get the weather, Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, thanks very much indeed. A very, very chilly day compared to what we saw at the weekend. Closer to where we should be for the time of year, but uh, the satellite just showing a blanket of cloud and we're going to stay cold and grey through the day. We're at 6 and 7 Celsius just now and that is the peak of it for the day today with some outbreaks of uh, drizzle. Nothing significant though, just staying grey and cold today. A northerly wind really picking up through the day tomorrow and we've got some 
rain with us as well. Fairly light and patchy, but a high of 6 or 7 Celsius again, and it will feel colder with that northerly wind really setting in. Wednesday, possibly the best day of the week, with a top temperature of 7, to 7 or 8 degrees and the chance of seeing a break in the cloud. Thursday and Friday, increasingly cold. Uh, we'll have a lot of cloud around, generally staying dry, but daytime highs of just 4 or 5 degrees and nighttime lows between 1 and 3 Celsius. We'll certainly be talking about nighttime frost. Uh, so today, cold and grey. Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... The wickedly funny Anne on, on Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> Do you know who the real Anne is? Great guests. Yes, the real Anne is an amalgam of all these things. We're all multifaceted. Jasper Carrot's career spans five decades. And then you had to wear a bow tie and you had to do jokes about silly Irishmen and, and, and mother-in-laws. John Cleese is eating his microphone, aren't you, John Cleese? Delicious. Great music. Ow! In fact, I don't even think it had the horn part then. Great conversations. I always have said throughout my career, you know, you get me on board, I'll give you 100%. Have you still got it, Billy Ocean? Well, the audience seems to think... Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 oh. on BBC Three Counties Radio. Smudger. What's Smudger done? He's texted us the answer. To what? Smudger's a genius. What happens to escalators when they break? They become stairs. What happens to homeless people when you put them in a home? They become people. Yeah. Thank you, Smudger. Surely homeless people who move into a house just become people. It's a simple... <laughs> He's blown my mind. He's blown my mind with that. Thank you, Smudger. I appreciate that. That's good. We've also got some text through about the other subject, you know, the other Tony brought to, uh, to the fore. Oh, just remind us what he said, because that was about an hour ago, well, it wasn't it? started with a text message. In fact, there's some audio there. Why don't you play that? Um, um, um... Oh, yeah. Mm. Tony from Chertsey. It seems to me that the recent controversy surrounding celebrities is not well-founded. After all, nobody was physically hurt. I think there may be a bit of bandwagon hopping onto by the, quote-unquote, victims. Well, well, no-one was hurt. What about the people that were were raped? Yeah, that that, That'd be quite painful, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Emotionally and physically. And and ruins lives. Tony, give us a call. Can we give him a... Yeah, because I don't know what you mean. Tony, give him a call if he wants to come on, because I don't quite understand that. Yes. Uh, We've got Tony who sent that text. Morning, Tony. Oh, good morning. If you're a 13 year old kid and you get touched up by Jimmy Savile, let's just say, even though there was sexual abuse as well, but let's just say it was just just a little fumble. That is, um, that can be very traumatic, can't it? Well, I don't know. I, I, well, I'm just ever... well, what, what what do you think, Tony? You're a 13 year old child. You get touched up by um, a, a big celebrity, and you do, you're not allowed to tell anyone about it. Do you not think that would be traumatic? Well. Um... Not, not in the, the strict terms of the, of the word trauma, um, but I certainly feel that... Um, really? So what, an old man you look up to sticks his tongue down your throat and that's fine? Uh, well, you probably wouldn't know that there's anything particularly wrong with oh, that. I think you, you know, would. But it, well, it's sort of learned behaviour, I think, or it's learned... Uh, a a trauma. Reaction. Trauma. Here's a definition. A deeply yeah. distressing or disturbing experience. So, having your genitals fondled against your will by an old man, uh, that would not be a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. But would it, so would it be um, uh, against your will? You know, because you, you, your thoughts are not well, uh, are not clear of that sort of thing. Well, OK, yeah, exactly. Your thoughts are not clear, so you don't know, you don't necessarily know what, what, that you can say no, that you want to stop this behaviour. Well, I think if you did want to stop it, you could say no. 
Yeah, it's, it's easy for kids to tell uh, someone in authority, that person being an adult, to uh, stop doing that. By the way, don't I sound common and don't you sound mank? Probably northern, <laughs> me going, I don't understand it. That was Tony. That's, that's actually worse than I remembered it being at the time. Well, here's what Jean says off the back of that. Yes. Good morning, Ian. My mum told Good morning, me, Jean. M- my mum told me four days before she died that she was abused by an uncle when she was a child. My mum was 75 and had kept that secret for 70-odd years. She'd never told anyone, but it had obviously stayed with her, and when she knew she was dying, she felt it was time to tell someone. One. That says it all. Abuse to a child does affect your life. Why are we still questioning whether it affects your life or not? Why, why, why are we in 2014 are we still questioning whether something inappropriate, whether it be full intercourse or just a fumble at the age of 13, why are we questioning whether that would have a traumatic effect or not? Come on, guys. They don't have to understand what I is going we... on to them to know that it's... Well, sometimes they recognise it at the time. Sometimes it takes years. Does that... I thought we'd... I thought... Uh, OK, well, there's obviously there's still a lot of work wow. to do. The reason this came from... This, this came from... A, uh, there's a story in the paper. Uh, you can buy... Um, I mean, Jimmy Savile, Rolf Harris, Dave Lee Travis, Gary Glitter masks. These cheap little cardboard masks that you put on and wear them to parties. Um, and it's kind of taken us down that slightly dark avenue. Maybe it's a dark thing altogether. Uh, the Sun is saying the people that buy these are sick. I wouldn't buy one. I probably wouldn't wear one. The reason I wouldn't wear one, well, if I, a picture of me wearing that, working for the BBC, got out, I would get the sack. There would be, a, someone would make up a fawry about it. But, if you're at a party with some mates, I can kind of see why people would do it. And we had a call from that fella, didn't we, who, uh, who wore one. He's, he's changed his opinion feels since. Feels bad about it now. Feels bad about it now, hasn't he? But he, he wore one. He says he'd find Hitler um, more offensive. Yeah. But actually, when he thinks about it, maybe he shouldn't have worn that mask at Halloween, this Halloween just gone. Danny Bailey is Justin Dealey. Uh, good morning, Danny. Good morning. You, you, uh, and um, I've, I've got to say, you don't need to, you didn't need to apply as much fake tan, and I do suggest that you do up at least two buttons on that shirt. You don't need to, to play Justin Dealey as perfectly as that. Damn. Yeah, I got I the highlights as well. I know. And boy, oh boy, don't they look great. <laughs> Danny, you took this to the streets. What have people been saying? Uh, I did. Uh, it was really difficult to find anyone that would wear one oh. of the people that would speak to me, uh, I can find one. Oh. Should we listen to what they said? Yeah, let's go for Here it. Here we go. No, no, certainly not. Um, that's, that's sort of like encouraging this man and you know, I don't see any reason why someone would put this on. It's a mockery of um, what people are have against pedophilia and you know, it's really wrong to buy it. That's my take. Would you ever buy these masks? No, never. never. Why, why do you say never? Um, because I think they're evil. To be quite honest, they're just perverts. Would you ever buy one of these masks? No, not really. I couldn't see the point of wearing them, to be honest. No, no, no way. Why not? Well, because they're all about the perverts, aren't they? And it's not the thing of Christmas, is it? Oh, man, that was going to be the title of my autobiography. It's all about the perverts, isn't it? So th- no one was particularly keen to wear one, Danny? Not a single person that I could find. All right, Danny, excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. I, I, I can kind of... I mean, yeah, I can kind of understand. Why? Is it encouraging them? I mean, I don't... No, it's taking the mickey out of them, isn't it? Yeah. But does it diminish the crime? Type in, are you? Would you wear a, a mask of Peter Sutcliffe or Fred West? Some people would wear a Fred West mask, wouldn't they? My dad, right. Oh, my dad, when he, before he died, when he, was, he wasn't... He was kind of not getting... He was getting a little bit ill. He needed to get a buggy to... Um, to get around and he lived he moved to Gloucester okay bizarrely he moved to Gloucester and uh, we went we took him out shopping and we parked in the car park and he said right I'm going to go and get the mobility scooter go and have a look at that road down there 
I said, why? It's just a street. He said, go and have a look at that road down there. I said, why? Fred West's house was down there. And he pointed it out to me as a tourist attraction. Well Street. Yeah. As if you'd be able to feel the evil. I took, your pic- took a picture, didn't I? He said, guess what this is? It was a church. It was a church, as far as I could tell. Oh, dearie, dearie me. I wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Last few minutes of the show. If you want to give us a call, then you're more than welcome to. If not, we'll just sit here in silence. It's your time we're wasting, not mine. Here's a text from George in Aylesbury. Morning, Ian. I think it's disgusting for a grown adult to assault a child abusively. I think we can all get behind that yep. sentiment. Yes, it's funny, but deep down, think about if someone else at the party got abused by one of them. What? I think he's anti-mask. Oh, OK, because it's, there might be a victim... Of abuse in there. Um, there's also this uh, picking up on the story of the um, the accommodation for homeless people in oh, yeah. uh, St Albans. Yeah. DJ Monkeens, with regard to Elliot, he highlighted a concern about toilet facilities in the proposed HMO, but failed to mention the fact former residents would have had to endure the same lack of facilities previously. Did yeah. he complain then? Additionally, I would have had more respect for him if he'd openly admitted fear for house prices. And we don't know that because he wouldn't talk about it. But that we, you, we draw our own conclusions, don't we? When people won't uh, don't answer a question. Um, then we make up our own answers, don't we? And I don't think that's, that's, that's very beneficial to Elliot's argument, necessarily. I do think, though, um, and we, I don't know how we encourage people to do this. If you're a NIMBY, again, not saying Elliot necessarily was, uh, but if you're a NIMBY and you don't have a strong enough argument, you don't have a particularly strong argument why you don't want something in your street or in your town, then you should be able to say, I just don't want it. I don't, I don't want a traveller site here. I don't really know why. I just don't fancy it. Or, or because it'll bring the house prices down. Or, you should be able to say that. Or I'm worried about it. I don't know who these people are. Yeah. How do you like it? I think we could all empathise with that. Yeah, yeah. When people start... One of the arguments against traveller sites is... Um, when, when people bring in the salamanders, you know that they are... Or the dormice. Oh, yeah, but the thing is, it's a natural habitat for salamanders and dormice, you see. You couldn't give a stuff about this. And it's a genuine argument. It means if, you, if salamanders actually live in there, it means it's protected land. Go, go on, Kels, you can sneeze. The other one we get is it's just not in the right place. I mean, yeah. there aren't enough places at the schools for the additional yeah. children. And you kind of think, well, look, if you care enough about education to be thinking about schools, then then these children deserve an education too, don't they? I'm not against it. I'm not against it per se. I just don't think that, that my street is the right area. Why? It's too big. Yeah. Just say. Size-wise, it's Just say, wrong. do you know what? I don't want it in my street. And I, I, it kind of disarms the argument then, yeah. because you can't... I've got nothing to, to go against, really, and it, it's, it's being honest. So we need to reclaim the word NIMBY. Yeah, I am, and what of it? What's your beef with being a NIMBY? Here we go, Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr may not like forking out tax, but he dug deep in his pockets for fans when one of his shows was held up. The comic, 42... You know he's got really white hair... Has he? That explains the uh, Pinocchio die job. He dies it, yeah. Spent £4,000 on drinks for the audience when his train broke down, delaying his act for two hours. He sent a Twitter message. Have a drink, have a drink on me while you wait. Oh, that's, that's nice so of him. Nice. He's a multi-millionaire that, that hasn't been paying tax properly for the f- past ten years. He can afford it! I went to see him practice stand-up. <laughs> oh, yeah. When he's like, oh, I'm just testing these jokes out on you and seeing what's funny. Did he have his funny. piece of paper and a pencil? Yeah, he had a piece of paper and pencil. I've seen him do that. And he was so sweet. He was like, if anyone wants to come and talk to me at the end, I'm just going to be at the bar, so come over. He wowed fans at King George's Hall in Blackburn. One tweeted, you the man, Jimmy. Jimmy, uh, do you know what? Uh, 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 Jimmy Carr is one of the nicest people in the world. I hate to say that, because you want to think he's not, but he's one of the nicest people in the world. Who are he, the others? He laughs like Mickey Mouse. Me? Mm. This guy. Uh, and that's it, just us two. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are serious delays on the M25 clockwise between junction 18 for Chorleywood and 19 for the M25. There's been a breakdown and it's causing queues now from junction 13 for Staines. In Bet- also on the M1 northbound as a lane blocked on the entry slip road at junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road, making it very slow through there at the moment as well. In Stevenage on North Road, it's closed between uh, at the junction for Gravely Road, so that's affecting anybody travelling between Gravely and Stevenage, making it slower than usual through there. And in Milton Keynes on the A4, 421 Standing Way is partially blocked in both directions between the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford and the Kingston Roundabout. That's causing queues to Beancroft Road at the moment. In High Wycombe, the A404 southbound is very slow between the M40 Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross Roundabout and Bisham Roundabout. Smart the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Smart, you've been a good sport today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kelly Betts. Thank you, Catherine Boyle. Thank you, Danny Bailey. Up yours, Justin Dealey. JVS is up next. We're back tomorrow at six. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, do you think Black Friday should be banned?